just shoot her. Greetings, citizens of Podcast City. I ask you to look upon me and heed my warning. As of this moment, you are all now fully aware that the following program is rated mature and is intended solely for those of the legal age to smoke, vote, and purchase pornography. If you find yourself at all easily disturbed by the harsh realities of obscene language, and perhaps you should turn back now before your mind becomes permanently stained with the wicked ways of professional wrestling. Every conceivable form of listener and viewer discretion is strongly advised. Beat me if you can survive if I let you. thinks because you're a zombie you don't know good coffee well they're wrong there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval deadly grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure the aroma is so intoxicating it brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork deadly grounds coffee coffee to die for and zombie approved it's good to get a little deadly use the front door oh they're so disgusting Hi. You switched it. No, it switches back automatically. <laughs> hey, there we go. I don't know. There, there he is. Aha, there we go. Are you all right there? I was wondering why I was deaf for a moment. Well, more those, so than usual. Those, I was fucking, those, those voices coming back to you already at the top of the hour? <laughs> oh, they never left, my friends. They're always there. At least I'm never lonely. This is true. I mean, maybe you should see someone for it, but hey, teach their oh, own. Don't you worry, pal. I uh, I got my I got my uh, doctor appointment tomorrow, <laughs> and then some. Luckily, it's not Doctor Isaac Yankum at least, or Doctor Isaac DDS. Sorry, not DMD. No, no, because there can be only one. Mm. I know. Love that, Britt Baker. So yeah, we ready to fire it up or what, dudes? Yeah, that was a little sloppy on my end. I apologize. That was uh. Not as smooth as I anticipated. Well, you know, hey, don't worry, pal, because in my opinion, damn, you're smooth. Hey, I appreciate you. I do. And And I appreciate appreciate you throwing up the crow clip for me. I know it was last minute, but I I just really love that movie, and I love that scene. So thank you. Yeah. I I do what I can to please the peoples, because, well, the peoples is what keep us here, all four people that watch. Yes, sir. Not since uh, Dwayne Johnson have we seen such a people's champion, have we not? I feel like I should do the elbow. Like, just 
take the elbow off and throw it in the crowd. But there'll be no crowd. It would just hit the ground. So, yeah, <laughs> I believe wasn't it Mick Foley who, who Mick Foley who said that in his opinion the people's elbow was the worst move of all time. It yeah. sold. He admitted that it got over big time. I never knew why because it was so dumb looking. But yeah, Foley agrees. It was stupid. Yeah, and uh, he's he's gonna come up in our uh, in our segment later as far as uh. Oh, yeah, buddy. Wrestling attire that we were talking about tonight later on. I think he might have to be uh, mentioned in the old uh, This Day in Wrestling History segment as well, even though it didn't happen today. It was yesterday. But we all know. I have, that. That, I have the exact same one, and I have one from two days ago as well. That was pretty epic in the wrestling world. Yeah, so per usual, kids, we got a lot to get to tonight. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we are joined by the beautiful Miss Nighthawk. How are we this Fine Tuesday, Taco Tuesday night. You know what? I'm alive. So, <laughs> I mean, it's always good when you wake up on this side of the, the dirt. Yeah, it's good to be breathing. I see your ice is fully melted after you refreshed. Yeah. Oh, no. I still have some in there. They're tiny, but. Oh, sorry. I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off literally into the last minute getting ready for the show. So I forgot to remind <laughs> you yes, you need to get some ice. It's fine. It's everything fine. Mm -hmm. It's still cold, so. As long as it's getting the job done, darling, that's all that counts. (laughs) Darling. Darling. Oh, well, look who just joined us for the evening. Mr. Pops Ghostly has returned, and he says hell and a cell question mark. Oh, don't you worry, pal. You think we're going to not talk about pretty much the most historic thing that ever happened in WWF history, I'd really be letting you down if that was the case. Don't you worry, buddy. We's getting there. And I feel like we've mentioned this numerous times over the past couple of weeks with our with the Hell in the Cell recaps and best matches and all that shit that we've done prior. So Ooh. it's no news to anybody except for the fact that it happened yesterday. Ooh. Many, many years ago. So intriguing. So much to explore. So much to share. <laughs> But before we start sharing and exploring and intriguing people, the Dorkening Podcast Network, thank you mm-hmm. for our ugly mugs with you, her beautiful face with you, and our voices in your ears. So, Indeed we do, and also the fine folks over at Deadly Grounds Coffee as well. We certainly appreciate them being on board. And Guy Manley's in the house. He says, what's up, boys? Welcome to the show, pal. We're happy to have you. What's up, Guy? What's up? Pops, what's up, everybody else who will be listening and watching throughout probably the seven hours we're with you tonight? <laughs> we always say we're gonna get to an hour, and we always end up going over by an hour or something. Dude, I gotta say, I think it was really just because I slacked and I was so pressed for time. I managed to get both the dynamite deposition and the SmackDown breakdown in under two pages, so that's wow, that's quite a feat for me. <laughs> We have a very interesting playlist of music playing behind us tonight. There's a playlist that Amy and myself have put together over the many, many car rides to shows that we have gone to. It's our, what they call it, our sing-along podcast, our our sing-along list. Mm -hmm. You're going to hear everything from uh, Tupac to Whitney Houston to Disney sing-alongs to... uh, I think some Metallica is in there, some Manson, all that. Manson? No, no, we don't want him anymore. He's there. No, that (laughs) fucking freak. Rapist, big, gross thing. Yeah, yeah. Fuck off, man. Go ahead, say something. I like. I get it, but I'm probably still gonna listen to his music. Hey, I mean, she's <laughs> yeah. and you're a woman. You understand what he he's accused of, but uh, yeah, no, I get it. Sure. 
I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I listened to Manson back in the day and stuff. I didn't see him at Ozfest and I can unfortunately never get the image out of my mind of him shoving a water bottle up his butthole. They had to put that on the big screen at uh, Great Woods for some reason. Not that necessary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know <what>? So <laughs> I'm all good with the water bowl up or water bottle up the butt. That's just that's maybe that's just me. That but two weeks there. There you go. So I guess uh, I guess we got a soundtrack now, eh? Look at us coming up in the world. We're fucking getting big, you know? Soundtracks, graphics, video clips. We're fucking tearing this shit up. We're taking over this town. We're the almighty podcast. With the power of Whitney Houston. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean. Hey, I'm not going to knock Whitney, man. There will never be another voice like Whitney, that's for sure. Bobby Brown already knocked around, so. (laughs) Shall we get into it? Oh, yeah. Just fucking just yeah. dive right into the dynamite deposition, shall we? I think it's about time there, Mr. Diggs, that we get on down with the dynamite deposition. Yeah. And indeed, dynamite this past Saturday did take place next to the NBA uh, playoffs again. But this week, they go back to Wednesday. So uh, set your DBR's kids, because tomorrow night, dynamite is having their last event at Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida, before they head back out on the road for the first time since pre-COVID time. So it uh, should be a pretty interesting show. But nonetheless, here is your AEW Dynamite deposition for Saturday, June the 26th, 2021. In the curtain jerker of this week's Dynamite, Hangman Adam Page went up against Team Taz member Powerhouse Hobbs. Page had the moment momentum early on, but that got squashed pretty darn quick after a Sid Vicious clobbering clothesline to the back of the head, courtesy of Hobbs. The hangman even got the back of his head split open pretty bad during this one. Um, as a matter of fact, his uh, Goldie Blonde locks almost instantaneously turned to a dark crimson red. Um, I don't know if it was from the, I mean, because Hobbs drilled him from the back of the head with the clothesline. I don't know if that's how it happened, but he got busted open um, pretty bad back there. But being the uh, resilient hangman that he is, that was not enough to prevent him from scoring a win with his patented Deadeye Reverse Pile Driver. And at one point, Team Taz members Ricky Starks and Hook tried to intervene by attempting to throw Shoulders McGee, a.k.a. Brian Cage's FTW title belt, to Hobbs. But Cage ran out and put the gabash on that one. So whole lot of dissension going on right now with the members of Team Taz. But overall, um, I watched this live Saturday night, and I thought this was a most excellent way to fire things up. See, I fit that in there. You didn't know that. Segue into that. Pops Ghostly says, maybe we'll see our dynamite after its fifth rescheduling, but it's close to Halloween. Yes, uh, thank you, Pops. I was informed by my good man the other day that the dynamite that we were supposed to go to, what was it, a year ago, April now, whatever, up at uh, the Aganis Arena in Boston, has once again been rescheduled. Um, Instead of being in September now, apparently, supposedly, we're going on October 27th. So, I think uh, I don't think Jack Torrance is going. I think Captain Spaulding is going to Boston that night. We'll see how it goes. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe you'll see some sort of a Halloween Havoc type show. Oh, dude, that would be the bomb, dude! Spin the wheel, make the deal. How I miss those days. <laughs> oh yeah, baby. But um, yeah, it kind of reminds me of a Raw I went to. Uh, oh God, back in like early two thousands or something. 
And uh, it was the night before Halloween. It was Devil's Night. And uh, me and a couple of my buddies, well, we dropped some acid. I dropped, I dressed like Leatherface. And uh, we took the tea on, had a damn good time up in Boston, let me tell you. Pops Ghostly's 18th month rain check. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we'll be there in October. We'll see. But anywho, up next, we saw Tully Blanchard come down to the squared circle and call out the legendary and former member member of the LWO Viva La Raza. That's right, folks. Conan coming back into action. And he came down to show his support for Santana and Ortiz in their ongoing feud with the Pinnacle. But it was all a trap as FTR came out masked while pretending to be Santana and Ortiz. And when Tully pointed up to the Jumbotron, we discovered that Santana and Ortiz had been jumped and laid out backstage. So that left poor Conan wide open to get himself jumped as he was treated to a spiked pile driver at the hands of FTR. Like, oh, every time I see a spiked pile driver, I just reminisce of... The good old days, seeing uh, Kane and Undertaker give uh, mankind the spike pile driver on Raw, like oh, that is a band move. That's a band move in the WWE, mm-hmm. but not a, so much in the AE Dub, buddy. So uh, yeah, that uh, that nasty old spike dri- pile driver definitely left poor Conan laid out, and uh, thus the inner circle pinnacle plot thickens. Pops is back with when will they? Bring back Disco Inferno. Oh, dear Lord, hopefully never. I'm in agreement with you on that one. Although I will say I take Disco Inferno over what WCW did with Mike Awesome after that whole controversy with him, you know, taking the ECW title to Nitro and shit. Um, They made him like Mr. Saturday Night Fever or some horse shit. It was like, dude, you were the ECW World Heavyweight Champion. You in ECW, even though I I didn't like the guy, I loved his matches because they were so brutal. But it's like, dude, you walked away from all that to become disco fucking stew from The Simpsons. So good call, Mike Awesome. To each their own, you know? Yeah, he he's dead now. Um, let's see here. Where was I? Ah, suck it gone. As the evening progressed, Matt Seidel picked up a pinfall victory over Dante Martin. The Pinnacle again made their presence known with a backstage promo that turned into an all-out brawl with the Inner Circle. And once it was all said and done, we found out that coming up tomorrow night on Dynamite, we're going to have ourselves what should be a phenomenal matchup as MJF will go toe-to-toe with none other than Sammy Guevara. And so uh, keep uh, your eyes on that one, buddy. Guy, man, man. Is Conan wrestling or a MVP type sport? Um, Conan is retired. Um, he's basically, they're bringing him in to be what Tully Blanchard is to the pinnacle. That's what he's going to be for the inner circle. So um, I, I don't know how long it's been now since Conan had his last match, but I would say it's been maybe a few moons now. Do not know for sure. But from, um, from uh, I don't mean to interrupt you. Well, oh, can, no, please. I kind of do because I did it. So. Um, I hear Jericho is making his debut back to the announce table tomorrow night with AEW. As a oh, really? Yeah. Sweet. Because I love when Jericho's on the commentator table. He always he'll never call Tony Schiavone Schiavone. He goes he calls him Tony Schiavone. Oh, <laughs> it's a Canadian. Well, it's the Canadian way of pronouncing it. I love that Jericho. So yes, once again, as he would say, he'll be back on the uh, broadcast table. Manana, where do we leave off here now? So yes, we had our little uh, backstage brawl, Sammy Guevara. Yes, um, then Ethan Page defeated 
Bea Bronson in the next contest. And after that match, Paige issued a challenge to Darby Allen in what will apparently be a coffin match at Road Rager coming up on July 7th. And I think this is cool. Um, for AEW, this is going to be their version of a casket match. They're not going to call it a casket match because, duh, we all know why. So they call it a coffin match. But they've never done this, so uh, I'm hoping for good things. We will see. And knowing Darby Allen, he's going to do some fucking crazy thing that will make your head spin. So should be one to watch out for. Also, this past Saturday night, Chris Statlander was victorious over the bunny. The feud between Matt Hardy and Christian Cage keeps picking up speed as it now appears that freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy has gotten himself caught up in the mix. And in the main event, we saw a top-notch grade A++++++ like in friggin' Christmas story. I'm telling you, five-star pay-per-view worthy showdown as number one contender Jungle Boy Jack Perry and the AEW World Champion Kenny Omega blew the frickin' roof off the Daly's place, dude. I'm telling you, what's going on here? Oh. Well, you muted yourself. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Been, there's right to censor for you. <laughs> Fuck you, FCC. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, that was totally worth the distraction. Uh, yeah, so um, like I said, dude, these guys tear the roof off the top. Darby Allen isn't going to have fun after 40. You know, you are very correct there, guy. Uh, he should take a, uh, maybe some advice from Mick Foley on that one. But um, yeah, this match was so good. So good. Um, fantastic spot after fantastic spot. With... All right, that's not just me. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah. In your head. Uh, fantastic spot after fantastic spot with amazing back and forth action. I really cannot say enough good things about this one. If you guys did not watch this, go back and check it out. It was awesome. Just absolutely awesome. And uh, unfortunately, though, once the dust had settled, despite giving a career-high performance, Jungle Boy Jack Perry unfortunately came up short as Kenny Four Belts Omega's championship reign continues. And that, oils and ghouls, is your AEW deposition for June the 26th, 2021. Woo! Woo! Deposition coming in hot. I found out what that word meant when I had to go to court. And not for jury duty. <laughs> for your hotel stay. Indeed. <laughs> yes, luxurious accommodations, I will say. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Nice comfy bed, pillow, open shitter, you know. Oh, God, it was like, you know, a, it was like I was in Maui or something. It was just a every minute was a hoop more than the, than the first. I don't ever want to go there. I would highly recommend you do not. Nope. I, I've seen some things and some stuff, man. I wouldn't sure recommend you, it. I'm sure you have seen some things now. and uh, Yeah, we'll just leave that one alone for another yeah. day. But, uh, yes, Pops Ghostly just commented on the fact that hopefully, yes, sir, you are correct that um, they are going to do this right. Kenny is going to hold on to the AEW World Heavyweight title until he goes toe-to-toe with his former tag team partner, Hangman Adam Page. That's what everybody wants to see. So I hope they build this up right. And if they do, it could be dynamite. No pun intended. Maybe a little pun, but to say it. That is your deposition. I think we're going to hop over to uh, a couple of birthdays we got. Oh, I didn't have time to look this up today, so I'm intrigued. Oh, Me shit. too. Oh, shit. Look at that. Oh, he's putting you on the spot, Nighthawk. 
I wasn't ready. <laughs> oh, get ready. Always got to oh, be ready. Man. Oh, wait. I have pictures. Ooh. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, yeah, you do. We talked about this earlier. Where are they? Okay. Uh, so, first, we got this guy. Uh, Johnny Saint. Johnny Saint. I like What's the like name. Angry grandfather. <laughs> I have no idea who he is. Yeah, he looks like... Uh, I'm that, disappointed in you, son. That boss you really don't want to show up to work late for, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Is he, uh, now I see this is NST UK. Is he uh, some British scholar in the world of wrestling then, mate? Uh, well. I don't have a fucking clue who he is. You know what? All I got is that he retired... Wow. In 2015, and now he's currently signed to WWE, where he serves as the general manager of NXT's United Kingdom brand. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, that makes more sense. Well, played, well played. I was going to say, uh, after he showed his picture, I'm like, there's no way this dude is still wrestling, I wouldn't think, at his age. Well, no, I but mean, he was you can't say that. when he retired. Well, that's true. I mean, you got Flair. <laughs> you got Funker. The Funker, you know, retired like a thousand times and finally like stopped when he was like 90 or whatever, which oh, I love you, Funker. That's the grandpa I never had. <laughs> I, honestly thought, I honestly thought that was a picture of Mitch McConnell for a minute. <laughs> I'm like, oh, why would you put him up there for a birthday? No politics Guys. on the show. No, <laughs> no religion, no politics. It's just like a bar. We have two rules here. That's it. <laughs> um... And then we have uh, um, Serena. I don't remember what you said her last name was. Serena Deeb. Okay. Well, yeah, her. Yep, her. The if I'm not mistaken, she is still currently the NWA Women's Champion, and she has defended that title uh, a few times on Dynamite. They got that little crossover thing going on there, so pretty neat. I man. read that she was the former champion. Oh, am I mistaken? You, oh. you might be correct. Obviously, they're picking to show she has the belt, but I do know she had it. But uh, my, you know, malted hops and bong resin issues upstairs makes me a little forgetful. So, <laughs> all I know, I probably watched her lose the belt, and I don't even remember. Pop says, Deep Nug. <laughs> Deep Nug. <laughs> yes, that's her new name from now on. Next time she's on Dynamite and I do the deposition, I got to remember, she is officially Deep Nug. Amazing. The Deep. <laughs> do, 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 do. Is that Mariah here? Don't get excited now, Andrew. If you, if, you, if, you, if you need a few minutes, I'll take you off screen. Hey, I, you know, you might catch me doing a little mumble singing in the background. I, I got, no yeah. judgment. No judgment. Mariah was Mariah. You can't take that away from her until she went all fucking nutso. But. <laughs> so those are our birthdays for today. Yeah. Well done, my doc. More, but that was all I found. So. Yeah. Did you Those... learn anything new about the world of wrestling this week like you did last week with Cindy Lauper? Uh, nothing as exciting. Okay. <laughs> nothing top Cindy. No way. No. I get that. Um, shall we dive into uh, the history lesson for today? Rogerino, let's uh, educate the people, shall we not? What are you eating? Was that a gummy bear? <gasps> Is it a good kind of gummy no, bear? Uh... <laughs> we all just Dummy... stopped. Sour Jolly Rancher thing. Oh, all right. Yeah. 
I thought it was like a special gummy. <laughs> I got those upstairs. Yum, 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 yum. You were supposed to bring them. Ah, look at that. Pops giving you uh, mad props there, Diggs, on your lovely TMNT hat. It's really not a TMNT hat, though, Pops. What does it's it a, say? It's a oh. twisted hat. Oh, that might be In strong. the font and the uh, design the of the TMNT. Logo. Yes, so Pops is half right. Mm. Mm-hmm. Intriguing. Could be some um, uh, trademark issues there. I don't know. Hey, What's I don't know. I just buy the merch. I don't care about it. Not my Roger that. So I'm going to kick it off with two days here. ago in wrestling history. <laughs> Sorry. I just I find it hilarious that we're doing this with Mariah Carey on the background. <laughs> oh, you prefer fun. like... Uh, no, I'm not complaining. I just, you know, probably what most people wouldn't have expected out of us. So we got to keep guessing. That's good. I mean, I can put on some uh, Little Mermaid. Uh, no, we can do without that thing. It's on here, I think. It would be. <laughs> you and these Spice Girls is on there, too. <laughs> Whoa, baby, That's definitely your pick. Yeah, and <laughs> you say that right. like it's a bad thing. Uh, channeling my inner Mariah. I can't help it. She's okay, back. <laughs> Let's reel this shit back on the train tracks here. Before we take our back. All right. <laughs> So two days in wrestling history was a pretty iconic day in uh, WWE mm -hmm. uh, universe as it was the day that CM Punk sat on the rampway and quit the WWE uh, <laughs> talking shit to John Cena, who was... <coughs> Guy Maley is requesting some fog hat. I was a classic rock DJ for many moons back in the day there, guys, so I might be able to accommodate you. We'll see. Would you nope. prefer a slow, slow ride? That song's only like an hour long. There are no requests taken at this point. The, the list is pre-made. We can add that to our list, though. Thank you. Yeah, but anyway, um, thanks for the uh, the foreigner nod there. Much appreciated. It's always yeah. going to be. I wish it was always cold as ice. I don't like the summer, but um. But yeah, yeah, two days ago, I mean, that was that was pretty iconic with CM Punk. The pipe quitting. bomb, dude. The pipe yeah. bomb. That's one of those. If you watch it live, you'll never forget because. It was like, uh, my favorite part is when he looks right in the camera and goes, hi, breaking down the fourth wall, hi. <laughs> I was like, dude, this is like for real. Yep. This is like, he's letting it all out. And at the it time- It wasn't scripted. It wasn't part of the oh, show. No, it was no. legit. He was like, fuck this. I'm there done. was legit heat backstage. He wanted to, he was basically just like, fuck this place. I don't care. And Vince, I guess at the last minute, told Bruce Pritchard to go over to him, hand him the mic and say, say what you want to say, man. And he was like, really? And I love how he's wearing a Stone Cold shirt during that as well. Mm -hmm. yep. Come to find out, I guess he, like, I don't know what the hell happened. He, like, forgot something he was supposed to, he was going to wear originally or whatever. So at the last minute, I guess he just, like, grabbed a random Stone Cold shirt um, from the merchandise counter. And I thought that was funny because a lot of people at the time thought that was some sort of, like, hidden meaning why he wore the shirt. He was like, no, I literally just forgot my other shirt and I need a new one. So I was like, fucking give me a Stone Cold shirt. Right. My favorite promo ever. CM Punk, Summer got me back into the WWE until they fucked it up with Kevin Nash running. Oh, Mr. Oh, and, and the bell sounds and Nash steps into the ring and oh God, here goes his knee again. <laughs> oh, diesel power. Oh. Yeah, my bomb was definitely... That's up there for me, right up there with when um, One Night Stand, when Heyman just went off on JBL, Edge, mm -hmm. the whole night. Oh, God, I, I can watch that clip over and over and over again. He's like, I love the, my favorite real quick is when he, he looks up at Edge. He goes, hey, Edge, I got two words for you. Matt freaking Hardy. And then the crowd's like, you fuck Matt. 
you fuck me, you fuck me. And Edge is sitting there like, that was three words. That wasn't two words. Yeah. <laughs> so good. But yeah, pipe bomb, hell yeah. Legendary shit, man. What do you got for history, whether it be yesterday or today? Well, I mean, we have to say yesterday marked 23 years since the anniversary well, of the Taker Foley. The, what a many fans consider to be the greatest match of all time. It's something that, at least in the States, man, I don't, we'll definitely never see nothing like that again. No friggin' way. Unless no. it's some crazy indie guys like that clip you sent us the other day from Twitter, the Tommy Dreamer thing of the dude shattering his hip after falling off that ladder or whatever. That was just stupid. Dude, like, I love how the crowd's all like, wee! And then you just heard that thud, and it was like crickets. Sure. Well, if you watched him jump, you saw his foot get caught on top of the ladder. Yeah. And then uh-huh. At that point, you're already going, so you're like, fuck, I'm dead. Yeah. But uh, much like the pipe bomb, man, uh, the Hell in a Cell especially, I, I, it's like still tattooed in my brain. I can remember every moment of watching <laughs> that unfold live, sitting in my kitchen at my parents' house back in 98, um, losing my mind. And then I'll never forget, like, my my brother came out in the kitchen and he saw, like, he just came in at the beginning and he was like, holy shit. He saw the first fall and he was like, oh, I gotta watch this. And my dad comes downstairs to, like, get his Oreos or whatever. And he's like, my dad, he was, I love my dad. Take me to shows all the time when I was a kid. He could really give a fuck about wrestling. He's a football fan, you know, whatever. Right. But he was even like, holy shit, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> like, my dad, well, like, there's, there's, a, there's a point where even the non wrestling fans look at something like that and to your point are like, what the fuck just happened? Because, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it was exhilarating and horrifying actually watching it live all at the same time. God, man, this is. Until watching Nick Gage, Doc, I didn't know there were still violent matches. Yeah, well, I know it's not really so much televised in Japan, but I know Japan still does all that crazy shit. Um, but their idea of wrestling, I like what they do in Japan. They treat wrestling like we treat baseball here. Like, it's a big to-do for them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the funny thing is they love baseball too. So <laughs> maybe they should incorporate wrestling into baseball. Oh, dude, it'd be like in basketball when they had like football, baseball. <laughs> awesome. Like you run on the bases and you just fucking clothesline the second baseman. Dude, the, the outfielder goes to catch the pop fly and he gets sacked. <laughs> Pull a sunset flip on the catcher, jump, jump on the over one. So good. Oh. All right. So um yeah, I mean, what else can you say? It, if you were alive at that time and you were old enough to see it happen live, you will never, ever, ever forget where you were on June 28th of 1998, because that was certainly one for the ages. And that's one that I love, like, even uh, wrestling fans that I know that are younger than me that didn't weren't lucky enough to see it at the time because they, you know, weren't born and all that crap. Um, I showed it to them. there. Just, all right there. Oh, Yes. So, okay, with that said, <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that, Miss Nighthawk, because what you've seen the Hell in a Cell match, Mick Foley and Undertaker, correct? No. Hang on. Oh, oh God, you failed this poor girl. I know. <laughs> All right, I'm going to kill the music. You're going to, okay. You're I'm out on the field. This is, you've never, this is a. Look, I told you I'm. No, no, that's fine. No, we're not, we're not giving a shit. I mean, and you're, you're, you were even alive, so how were you supposed to see it? I mean, like, I was three. Oh, yeah? All right, so you were of this earth, but <laughs> probably weren't ordering King of the Ring pay-per-views at that age, I'm guessing. No. Probably not. <laughs> uh, so cool. continue with the news as I get this queued up. Okay, yeah, because 
All right. Well, here you are, folks. For all you viewers out there, you're going to get to see what it's like when someone gets to experience hell in the cell for the very first time. So saddle up, partner. Guy Manley says, what did Nighthawk just say, right? She blew our minds. Mind explosion. I know. I'm sorry. No, do not apologize. Do not apologize at all because this (laughs) makes for interesting conversation. So you just brought even more to the table, my dear. So here's to you. Wow, once once you see, once through. you see what we're talking about, you'll know why this is such a big deal. Because oh, this is gonna be fun. And All right, so you you may have seen the clips and not realized as well. Well, what? we play a clip yeah, at the beginning of the show. One of the clips, one of the most infamous clips of the match, we actually played during the opening segment. But I barely ever see that because that's usually when I'm trying to you know choke down another bowl before we go on the air. So here we are. Take her away. All right, we good to go. It's a four-minute clip. I'm going to let it ride for the four minutes. I don't think anyone out there is going to complain. And if, if they, they do, they can fuck off. YouTube might complain. They can sue me for my collection of uh, beer cans. That's what I'm worth right now. Ooh, what's what's oh. this porno music in the background? What was no, that? I want the actual commentary. Hang on. Yeah, yeah. You have to have the commentary. JR and Lawler were just almost as much a part of it as... Uh, ooh, look at us and this fancy little... Trifecta screen. All right, yeah, go I'm gonna try and find the right clip. You find the real clip, and we'll keep uh, we'll keep the ball rolling here. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. In 1986, Nick Bockwinkle was awarded the AWA World Championship in Denver, Colorado. And another thing that uh, from this infamous pay per view, the King of the Ring 1998, another historic event took that took place that night. Not nearly as like, historic as the Undertaker and Mankind, but Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin got screwed out of the WWF title that night uh, thanks to uh, Evil Vince and Demon Kane in a first blood match. And that very next night, which was on this day in 1998, Stone Cold came down in the Zamboni and kicked some serious ass and got that title back from Demon Kane. So that was a hell of a, oh, those were the, that was with the days. <laughs> And um, another cool one here I saw. I, I, there was a couple more. I, I just really ran out of time I wanted to get to, but I didn't get to write them down. But on this day in 1999, Jeffrey and Matthew, the Hardy Boys, defeated the Acolytes to capture their very first WWF Tag Team Championship. And on this day in good old 2014, I uh, don't know how I missed this one myself, but Money in the Bank took place in Boston. How do, How did we not go to that? That's what I'm thinking. I had, I had the exact same thing written down. I'm like, how did we not go to that? Right? Like, I've been to Mania. I know you hate when I say that, but yeah, I went to Mania. <laughs> I <know>. um, <laughs> I've been to the Rumble, and you'll be happy to know that Moss Ghostly and I went to the Rumble. Uh, that was the year that Alberto Del Rio, who likes to slap caterers, um, he won it. And I, dude, right before the Rumble started, I got the worst case of food poisoning I've ever had in my life. I spent the whole Rumble just running and vomiting. I got to see Diesel, though. That was cool. Guy Manley cool. says, Nick Bockwinkle reminds me of my mom's boyfriend, Steve. I hate Steve. He leaves his shoes all over the place. Well, fuck him, guy. He sounds like he <laughs> Tell him to pick his damn shoes up. They probably stink, too. Stink. Stink bad. Stink real bad. So give him hell, guy. Also, I've been waiting for Diggs to put the clip up here, so I'm just going to put that comment there. Yeah, I'm... Ironically, it's one of the hardest clips to find with both of Foley falling off the cage and through the cage. Mm-hmm. Well, as Pop said, best thing about matches is it starts hot and it ends on 
Fire! Yes, you are correct, my good man, because I mean, I well, nobody saw that coming, including the uh, actual wrestlers themselves, because what is actually the worst bump of the two big-time bumps in that match, obviously, we know was not supposed to happen. So Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, yeah, that's like I said, I... Um, that ran out of history. Hopefully, we got that's all, that, that's all I had in my history too. You took all the ones that I had. So, oh, see, Pops is talking about uh, the Rumble. Yeah, I was there for about two minutes, and uh, I was ghost until forty minute Rumble was over. I did come back like twice, and we were in the nosebleeds. Oh God, it was so bad. So much vomit. So much vomit. Come on, Shimon. There we go, Daddy. <laughs> Root for this cell they use it as a steel chair that Anton is using. That part was fucking scary shit, dude. Well, yeah, because that again wasn't supposed to happen, right? It's like, do I suplex him or not? Now here we go. All right, Nighthawk, are you ready? Get ready for a surprise! My God, he broke him in half. Oh my God, he killed him. Dude, oh, JR right there, so good. Good God Almighty, they've killed him. I love how he says they. I'm like, is Undertaker multiple people? No, he said fuck the table. Uh... <laughs> they've killed him. All right, just keep watching because it's get. Trust me, it gets better. There's still gotta be a bomb there. Here's Funker. Funker, yes. You know what's serious when Funker comes out? Yeah, and not to mention, Funker bought Foley time later on by getting Chokeslam literally out of the sneakers. <laughs> All right, now Foley's already got a separated shoulder and a bruised kidney, so keep that in mind, because they found that out after this match. My God, he's broken in half. It still gives me goosebumps. I've seen that clip a billion times. It's still like, but it's going to get worse. Or better, you know, depending on how that you look clip at you showed on Facebook with a guy fucking threw the girl through the fucking table. Oh, dude, that thing <laughs> the event. last week that was fucking insane. Like that guy should have been brought up on assault charges. That was insane. My God, he killed her. So now this was an interesting part. Undertaker's like, all right, we're done. He's stuck up there. They have to rage the cage to try and get fully out on a stretcher. And this is my favorite part of the match right here. Actually, it's not the two falls. This is the Rocky Balboa Mick Foley moment right here. When even the Funker is like, don't go. And he's like, no, it must be done. This is my favorite part of the whole match. I don't care what anybody says. It's better than the two falls. The look on Foley's face right here is just, oh, Christ. I'm going. No. Funker's like, no, don't do it. Oh, they cut it. Damn it. No. But the fact that he's climbing the cage again to get back up there with a separated shoulder and a bruised kidney, yeah. and he's about to lose amazing. his tooth through his fucking nose. Absolutely, well, no spoilers amazing now. here. Oh, uh, he throws him up on the other and side. that wasn't supposed to happen. All right, so at this point in the match, his wife, Mick Foley's wife, at home watching this live, and she actually thought to herself, "My husband's dead." Well, that's what Taker was saying, too. Like, he's like, how am I going to explain to his family I just killed their dad? Taker's looking down thinking, I just fucking killed Cactus Jack. Yeah. And on top of this, Undertaker, to his credit, he had a fucking broken foot in this match. Yep. Speaking of which, sure, that felt good. (laughs) And somehow they're not done. Because Undertaker kept saying, go home, go home to Foley. And Foley just wouldn't do it. 
And that's when Smoker gets choked slammed out of his sneakers. See, he has no sneakers. I never noticed he didn't have his sneakers. Foley <laughs> talks about it. He's like, so all of a sudden I wake up and the first thing I see is a pair of sneakers in the ring. I have no idea what's going on. So, as he's there falling, it is. The lights as he's are on, falling down through the cage, Nighthawk, that metal chair falls on his face as well as he hits the mat. Yep. That separated uh, one of his teeth that went through his upper lip and into his nose, which you will see right here. Look at his nose right here when they show it. They, show it. they got to show it. There it is. Right there. There it is. Nose. It's not a booger. That ain't no booger. <laughs> that ain't no bastion booger. I don't know if I'm. I think this is a oh, passion booger. <laughs> he comes up later, too. Oh, I'll bet he does. <laughs> oh, God. When he takes the stairs right here with a fucking separated shoulder. Oh, I've separated my shoulder before. I can't imagine what that was like, dude. Like, right. Exactly. that, dude. Of course, he's, he's not even, like, the amazing thing is he's out on his feet. He's really not even there, but he somehow kept this fucking match going. Oh, that's when Taker Blades right there. The cameraman fucked up and showed that. <laughs> what ya? What ya? <laughs> I always loved how vocal Mick Foley was in his matches. And he, he never realized it either, how vocal he was. I know, right? The only other person who was that vocal was Ted DiBiase. If you go back and watch a million... Oh! But wait, not, it's match. not over yet. It's not oh, over no. yet. Because that There's wasn't enough. Because let's bring out something else to hurt. This is the whole time Undertaker's like, Mick, go home. Go home. <laughs> he just wouldn't do it. No, this is payback at this point. Oh, wait, what's this? Oh, oh, but this oh, move? It's coming oh, soon. Oh, oh. I think it's after, I think it's after this double arm. Yep. He's still got the fucking tooth in his nose, too. <laughs> oh, my God. He's going to be running on, like, just... Fuel adrenaline here. And then there were thumbtacks. There's one in my ass. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Old Dan Ewing. <laughs> Gotta find that tape, damn it. <laughs> oh. Oh. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> He's sick. He's literally sick. Because at this point in the match, you figure, yeah, they're just going to put the tax out and not use him. Oh, no. No, no. Because <laughs> that's what always happens. Oh, here we go. And he rolls in it because he and thought that's the expression that... I wanted from Nighthawk. He's like, what the fuck just happened? He rolls in it because he felt that he didn't hit the tax right. And it didn't look like it. And it's still out of his nose. I was more concerned about them going into his... Uh, head. Right. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, you know, it's funny you say that because what I'll never forget one of the coolest wrestlers I ever was lucky enough to meet, uh, Balls Mahoney, on uh, the old ECW days. Balls was infamous for having plenty of matches where he got stuff stapled in his head, thumbtacks in his head, like a lot of thumbtacks. And I remember asking him, I was like, so, dude. Like, how many thumbtacks do you think you've had in your forehead? He's like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> it was like it was nothing. Whatever. There's a great video clip, speaking of balls somewhere. I wish I could figure out where this was. Um, he takes, he's smoking a butt, and he takes this no smoking sign, and he puts it up to his head, and then he takes a tack and tacks the no smoking sign to his head. <laughs> oh, here's to your balls. I miss you, buddy. Oh, rest in peace. Rest in power. He had big balls. He had big balls. Big balls for it all. So news Burr. is over. We just educated Miss Nighthawk on Undertaker Foley greatestness in 1998. So, with that I said, we do that more often. What's your real quick though, Nighthawk? What's your what's your take from now being witness to 
the event that was Hell in the Cell 98. I <laughs> you lost for words, right? Just like we all were. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was the second Hell in the Cell, right? Because Michaels and Taker were the yes, first. That you bad are correct. That's why the top of the cell was so bad. Uh, they never reinforced it. You look at Bad Blood, the very first Hell in a Cell match in 97. Michaels and Taker, another fantastic, phenomenal match. I could watch that match a million times. So fucking good. Also gave us the introduction of uh, from Hellfire and Brimstone. It's got to be Kane. That's got to be Kane. But um, yes, that was the first match. And if you go back and watch that match, you'll notice that, you know, Taker's up there with Michaels fucking giving him the deadlift, fucking tossing him on top of the cell. And it's all good. Well, they beat the shit out of each other on top of that cell and in turn beat the top of that cell. And then when they did this match, no one thought like, oh, yeah, it looks good. It's fine. They'll, <laughs> they'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. It was good from 100 feet down here. So. <laughs> I mean, that initial part when they, before the first fall onto the table, when you see them walking and you see the cage literally giving way underneath their weight. Now you're talking two big fucking guys. Foley was clocking in at, you know, over 300 takers, 328 or whatever yep. they always build them at. So you're talking well over 600 pounds of humanity up there on a little cage like fence that is not properly supported. So that could have, that's a scary thing too. That could have been it right there. If that cage had fallen through right there at the beginning both of the match, them go, that match, and God only knows what would have happened. They could have fucking both broke their fucking legs next. Who knows what? So it's something else, man. And we will never, ever, ever, ever see that again in the world of professional wrestling. So what was your take, Miss Nighthawk? I cut you off and I apologize. Every time I thought that it couldn't get worse, it just did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you hit the nail on the head. Yes. Because just when you think, okay, that was so fucked up. This has got to be it. Oh, wait. Yeah. Oh, God, there's this. And, okay, well, since there was that, that must be it, right? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no. Good old Foley, man. The part of how they got outside to climb the cage was Foley throwing himself through the cage to break the cage. Oh, you mean in uh, No Way Out there with yeah. uh, Triple H that we no, were No, no, with Taker. Because didn't Foley get tossed through the cage? And the cage broke, and that's how they got outside. No, no, they no, they started the match on top of the cage. Remember? Did they? Yeah, that's how the match starts. Mankind comes it's out. My first. Old, it's my that was his idea. He wanted. He was like, and he, it made sense at the time because he was like, okay, Undertaker and I have had a great feud. They went into this match like we've already done this a billion times. We've given the fans all we can. What can we possibly do now that they haven't seen? Right. So Foley was like, hmm, let's start the match up on top of the cage. Nobody's ever done that before. And once again, give Undertaker credit. The poor bastard's climbing up there with a fucking broken foot. So, something else, man. Something oh. else. That was good. I like to, uh, we should do some more of those, like, analyze match type things. I can dig it, Daddy. I told kind, you. Kind of break Ooh, you know what? Whenever you guys have a moment, if you guys would like to take things over for just a second, I have something that I really, really want to share with not only you guys, but our lovely audience as well. I, it'll take me two seconds. I forgot. I got to go in the other room, grab something. Uh, an incredible fucking gift that uh, one of my best friends gave to me last night. And it's very appropriate for the show. So I don't know if you want to you do raw report now or you guys just want to take it away for like two seconds and I can real quick. We got SmackDown next, so I'll run a... Oh, yeah. All right. I'll wait then. I'll do, let's do SmackDown. We'll keep it in order. But don't let me forget. I got something really... Yeah, after, after, you, after we talk right. about SmackDown, we'll do... We'll, you go grab your shit. I'll take over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then we'll get into uh, the meat and potatoes of the show. Yeah, this is something that I was given last night by a great friend of mine, and I, it really needs to be mentioned because, honestly, it is one of 
the greatest things I've ever been given as a gift. So it's 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 pretty it's pretty heavy, man. It's pretty heavy. We will get to that, but first, it is time once again for the SmackDown breakdown for Friday, June the twenty fifth. Things got underway this week with a backstage vignette that featured Jimmy Uso informing the Big Dog Roman Reigns that his cousin Jay Uso would not be showing up for work tonight. This did not sit well with the WWE Universal Champion. Oh, no, no, no. Then the cameras travel out to the Thunderdome, where the SmackDown Women's Champion Bianca Belair addressed the WWE Universe only to be interrupted by Seth Rollins and then Bailey as well. This, of course, led to the news that the three wrestlers would join Cesaro for a mixed tag team match after Bailey attacked Bianca, and thus up came the Swiss Superman. But it was all for naught as the evil Seth and the wily Bailey stole the win from Cesaro and Bianca Belair. The SmackDown stocks. Hmm. All right, here we go. You're going down. This is the 1929, whatever it was, stock market crash, dude. Or 2008. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. We we lived through a couple of those too, didn't we? We did. <laughs> um, well, of course, we never had wheelbarrows full of money just to buy a loaf of bread. That's pretty messed up, but that's look it up, kids. Mm-hmm. Great Depression. Anywho, SmackDown stocks died off the fucking cliff with this next segment. As Rick Boggs, I don't understand this guy real quick. He plays guitar. Is he a wrestler? Like Elias, I like Elias. Elias plays guitar, but he can fucking wrestle. This guy just like I don't know. He's like Shinsuke Nakamura's like private guitarist or something. I don't know. It's yeah, so- I don't get him. Gross, sickening, enough, all done. Play, play the drums, um, play something different. Damn it, guitars. Yeah. Just like, just play stop doing this fucking stupid feud with Baron Corbin and Shinsuke Nakamura. You know the thing is, if they, uh, like I said, I've always been a Nakamura fan, and you know what? To his credit, Baron Corbin has has put on some good matches in his career. Just let him fucking have a match and stop doing the stupid like oh I stole the crown, so now I'm the king and blah blah. Like (laughs) no one cares, dude. It's not 1991 anymore. We don't fucking care. It's bad enough that you got you know Admiral Aziz or whatever the fuck it is that comes out with Apollo Crews. I'm like, really, dude? Is this like 1990 superstars again? Because stop doing that shit, please. Just stop, Vince. Love of God, stop! <laughs> You're fired. Oh, God, choking on my own rage, folks. I tell you, but yeah. So, um, they had this whole stupid thing. Rick Boggs welcomed Shinsuke Nakamura out so that you could crown him the new King of SmackDown. I don't know. Just bring back the King of the Ring. Make a real king. I don't care. Right? Shut up. But someone knew how much I was suffering here. And my boy Seth Rollins wrecked the whole celebration by jumping on the mic and announcing that he he himself should be the number one contender for Roman Reigns' universal title. And it was kind of cool how he did this because the whole show leading up to us, he did the whole thing with uh, Bailey and Bianca and he was like, ha ha, I'm laughing, I'm Seth Rollins, ha 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 And then when he mentioned the fact that he should be number one contender, he's all like, uh, yeah, nah, I ain't fucking laughing no more. So... I like Rollins a lot. He's always good. Wade Boggs was best friends with Kurt Henning. Maybe it's Wade's son. Good point. Yes, you are correct, Pops. Wade Boggs and Kurt Henning, Mr. Perfect, were 
very good chumps. I wonder if, speaking of which, I wonder if Mr. Perfect was on the uh, infamous Wade Bog flight that they did the episode of It's Always Sunny about, where he apparently drank, what, 120 beers on the flight and then hit, like, a home run the next day. Yeah, <laughs> <maybe>. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great episode. All right, so uh, where the fuck was I now? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All that crap. Uh, but yes, yeah, Seth Rollins, thank you for ending that shit. Things kept a rolling as Big E upended Apollo Crews to earn himself a spot in the upcoming Money in the Bank ladder match. That was actually a pretty damn good match. I will give them that. Uh, Sami Zayn told us all about the cosmos and karma as the conspiracy continues when it was re- revealed that Sami will once again take on KO Kevin Owens this coming Friday in a last man standing match. And that also is a Money in the Bank qualifying match. So... Hoping for good things. Not going to keep my fingers crossed because, you know. Yeah, yeah, we know. Vince lives to disappoint me. Yeah, he disappoints a lot of people. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) I ain't the only one. (laughs) Uh, It's like Seinfeld, the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. But anyways, um, Lynn Morgan picked up her second consecutive victory over Carmella as she tried to make a case as to why she should be in the Money in the Bank ladder match instead of Carmella. And it makes sense since she just beat her two weeks in a row. Yet they announced Carmella is going to be in the Money in the Bank match. So, whatevs, dog. And in the main event, Jimmy Uso was out to prove that he can do for Reigns what, quote-unquote, what Jay do. That's what he said. What Jay do. What Jay do. Pop says, I thought KO was off. Uh, I guess we were mistaken. And I'm happy to know that he is not because... He's one of my all-time favorite things about the current state of the WWE. Uh, yes, yeah, so what Jay do when he took on and defeated Dolph Ziggler to prove his worthiness to the head of the table? But things weren't over just yet because after the match, it was time for a rated R, uh, wink, wink, nod, nod, mm. championship celebration. It's a celebration, Roman Reigns. Or was that just a shoot? Pops, um... My ADHD is kicked in. I'm sorry, buddy. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm all over the place now. So, um, <laughs> That's fair. Oh, yes. oh, he was talking about Kevin Owens. I'm sorry. Yes, that was a shoot. Kevin Owens did not really get his arm fucked up. Thanks, buddy. Sorry. Woo-hoo. It's been in the hamster wheel here. Um, <laughs> so, yes, yes. Okay. So it's time for our championship celebration as Paul Heyman and the WWE Universal Champion made their way out to the ring. Paul E. I always call him Paulie. I know he's I get it. Paul Heyman now, but okay. He's still Paulie to me. Love that guy. Uh, he grabbed the mic and praised Roman Reigns' dominance throughout the past year. And it, I, I mean, nobody works the mic like Heyman. He totally like just shot the whole SmackDown roster on the bus and was like, yeah, guess what? He's beat all you. All you suck. So Heyman gold, per usual. And then it was interesting because he told the WWE universe to get ready for something that's never been done on television. And then he handed the mic to Reigns and he had that, you know, Frank Gorshin Riddler <laughs> look on his face like, oh, here we go. This is going to be great. And as soon as Reigns picks up the mic and he just opens his mouth, all of a sudden you hear, you think you know me. On this day, flooded through the Thunderdome. Edge hit the fucking ring, beating the shit out of Reigns, hits him with the spear, and just as he was about to send him up for the concerto, Mr. Uso boy, uh, I always get, yeah, Jimmy, the one that's still cool with Roman, apparently, 
He interfered only to be speared through the barricade himself as Heyman and the WWE Universal Champion headed for the hills. So, yes, folks, for the first time since WrestleMania, the rated R superstar is back in town and he means business. And, and that, he has a title shot right off the top. Well, keep in mind, though, this I don't have a problem with. Ah, Pops Closely knows. Alter Fridge. Remember when I played that song for you at the quarter deck that night? Totally blew his mind. He was so psyched. But uh, did you guys hold hands and oh, sing Kumbaya well, afterwards? We may have serenaded. You know, there could have been some little hops and skips and what forth. Joshua Snare says, hello, Josh. Welcome back to the show, buddy. Much appreciated. Always happy to have you here. But um uh, yeah. Fucking I thought it was good the way they did this because <laughs> Believe it or not, I remembered him. Yeah. Pops. Okay. On this day, we wish we were free. No, we will never wish. We Don't were. ever say that, Bob. <laughs> Alter Bridge was actually not that bad. Well, nobody ever wants to be Creed. Creed doesn't want to be Creed. Not Bustaff or whatever the stupid Jesus boy name was. Anyways, again, let me finish this. Okay. So, <laughs> Reigns, Edge. I like it because Reigns did not pin Edge at WrestleMania. Did he not? Or no, didn't he throw them on top of each other? Daniel Bryan was on top of them. So I guess, yeah, he sandwiched them. Whatever. I don't know. Reigns I passed, it. Reigns I, passed out, didn't he? No, Reigns put fucking uh, Daniel Bryan on top of Edge. And that's right. That's right. That's what it was. So, yes, Edge did get pinned. But I don't know. I like it. And I'm still digging this whole storyline with Reigns and the Usos and stuff. I like that storyline. Um, so, I once again, we say this every week now pretty much. I think this is... The best still storyline that WWE's uh, got going for them. Especially where stocks are going down on both shows. Although Raw was a little better on their stocks this week. But it seems like SmackDown has kind of taken a turn ever since WrestleMania. You know, it's weird because they they fluctuate. Like I said, the stock market rises and crashes and rises and crashes. Um... No. Bob Scosley, you wanna uh, you wanna come on? Are you do you think you're ready? Do you think you can put on my stone cold vest and pop open these Steve Wisers. Everybody's got a price. <laughs> Everybody's got to pay. <laughs> when the so, check clears, pops. We'll talk. We'll uh, we'll we'll take it up in our <laughs> weekly meeting there, pops. Don't you worry, pal. That's how I know. That's how I Her check cleared, and she's on for a few episodes. Right, pops. Pops will have some interesting. Where things is happen. it? <laughs> oh, who's getting paid? Well, cleared does not your bank account. I get paid. Fuck, man. <laughs> Drink some more beer. You damn right I will, because I ain't getting paid. You finish a can right to the <laughs> fucking frothy. Mm. Quite a quite a little bit ahead in that glass there, Al so, Did you uh, did you catch any of Raw, or will Raw be new to you? <clears throat> I unfortunately did not have enough time, and I for believe it or not, I actually wish I had. After watching SmackDown, they showed the ads for. Uh, what was it? Drew McIntyre and Orton and somebody else? It was supposed oh. to be Orton, but we'll get into that. All right, yeah. So it seemed intriguing. So uh, spill the beans there, buddy. You want to go, go grab your thingy real quick? You kick off the Raw Report and I shall return. Well, and if I kick it off, you can't hear it. It's going to take me like 30 seconds. But I'll be done in 30 seconds. We'll pop you back in when you... Speedy Gonzalez! Yippee! 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 So, Monday Night Raw with the Raw Report. Raw kicked off with the announcement that Randy Orton was unable to compete due to circumstances beyond the WWE's control. Uh, Raw was kicking off with a Money in the Bank battle royal that Orton was supposed to be in, but in Orton's place, Riddle 
hand wrote a note giving Riddle permission. The note was supposed to be from Bob, Randy Orton. Bob, what? Right, Shut up, I'm talking. See, you should have got rid of him. And we're back. God. I gotta start <laughs> all over. I missed everything, didn't I? You fucking missed it. That's it. I'm, I'm fired. No, not yet. <laughs> oh, that's you're saving that for our anniversary episode? Yes. <laughs> you can't be fired if you're not being paid. Very well said, Nighthawk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> then you're suspended. <laughs> well, I guess it's back to reefer for me. See you later. <laughs> so what I had just mentioned is Raw was kicking it off with a battle royal for Money in the Bank. Orton was supposed to be a part of it, but Roy Orton could not compete due to, uh, due to circumstances beyond WWE's control. Josh then Snare, sorry to interrupt. You can get a hell yeah. Anytime want, anybody wants a hell yeah on this show... You get a hell yeah. So hell yeah. There. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Sorry, continue. <laughs> uh, so Orton was supposed to be part of this battle royal. Riddle came up to, I don't know their fucking names, GM and all that shit. Uh, GMOs? The, I don't know. <laughs> the uh, Riddle came up with a handwritten note in crayon that was supposed to be from Randy Orton, giving Riddle permission to partake in the battle royal in Orton's absence. So Orton signed Riddle a permission slip like in elementary school? But but Riddle wrote it himself, so he forged the permission slip. <laughs> yeah, I always took Randy Orton for being the kind of guy who always writes in crayon. Yes. <laughs> but, I, I, you I, know, I everybody say, has like their own quirk. That's his. Right? That's how he signs his checks. <laughs> not like, wrong. Today I'll use green. Tomorrow's orange. So, so Riddle was in the Battle Royal to kick off Raw to for a money in the bank spot and riddle ended up winning the battle royal but the 24 7 championship was also <clears> changed him <throat> like four times oh god that thing's royal. still around yeah, stupid. get rid of it they should have retired it with gronk gronk was the best 24 7 champion ever that should have been it and it was gronk you should have taken that belt down to tampa with him so riddle won the battle royal he got himself into uh the money in the bank Spot out of the battle royal. Next, we saw Nikki Cross and Shayna Baszler. Uh, Nikki Cross defeated via a pinfall as also Alexa Bliss made her way to ringside and took out Nia Jax and Reginald to help cause a distraction. Allowing Did Cross she have her creepy doll back, or is the doll still dead because Shayna Blazer like stomped her face in or whatever? No, the doll's still dead. I wish, I, wish I wish I would give him. I know, right? <laughs> it's just like the saddest thing when a doll mm -hmm. dies on Raw. <laughs> well, especially Lily. Although I mean, it could have been worse. At least the doll didn't get punted like the baby that she I was just going to say that. Punted <laughs> that was Lita's like, like a party or miscarried baby. <laughs> oh, man. Gosh. Those were good times. Oh, the, the, the things that really WWE funny. cannot do nowadays. I mean, honestly, what's like we were saying before, like it was one of those the first time you see Helen Assault, you'll never forget it. That was one of those moments for me. Seeing Snitsky come up, punt this baby, and find out the whole storyline is that Kane like forced Lita into marriage and got her pregnant and then she had a miscarriage. It was like, and you're gonna you're gonna top this off with him walking out to the ring and just punting a baby into the crowd. All right. Mm. Things you can't do in WWE anymore. And things one of those things you once you see, you cannot unsee either. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Uh, then we had Kofi Kingston came out and confronted uh, was 
confronting Bobby Lashley, who was not on Raw because he was on a much well-deserved vacation, according oh. to MVP. Yeah. Uh, and then MVP came out, and after the two went back and forth in the mic, Kingston was fired up from MVP aiding Bobby Lashley and attacking Xavier Woods last week because Xavier Woods got his ass handed to him raw in the hell in the cell. I did yeah. actually see some of that, actually, now that, that you mentioned it. Yeah. That was pretty uh, pretty badass. Fucking last yeah. Destroyed it's- him. Sorry, real quick. Uh, Pop said when Snitsky was around, I was out of, on WWE. Yeah, dude, I was, believe it or not, I was actually out before that. I had a long gap there after WCW and ECW went under and Vince just monopolized everything that I did not watch wrestling, believe it or not, from like probably 2001 ish, 2002, all the way until like, oh God, was it like 2009 or something like that? I got back into it. I had knee surgery, hit up my boy Single H. So I was like, dude the rumbles on tonight. You want to come by? And he was like, ah, why not? It's been a while. Yeah. He, he was the same. Hadn't watched it in years. And then we were like, all right, it's the rumble. We're back. There we are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, MVP said he'd fight Kingston, but his knee injury left him not cleared for combat. Kofi ran from the ring and laid out MVP with a trouble in paradise to end the segment. Mm, so there, knocked out. Evidently, I'm guessing maybe Hell in a Cell. We're going to see Kofi versus Bobby Lashley for the Z title. You mean Money in the Bank? <laughs> I'm sorry. Pop says, I was way too busy not having sex with hot babes. Oh, that, that, mm, that pretty that much Pop? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, at that time, you know, I was so involved in my Bible studies, I had no time for wrestling. All right, or sex. Satanic Bible studies, that is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, nobody want to have nobody wants to have <laughs> sex with me. Don't worry about that. <laughs> oh, then I don't know why anyone would. <laughs> then we had Dewdrop and Eva Marie. They defeated Asuka and Naomi via pinfall. Uh, Dewdrop is like Eva Marie's sidekick now, but she looks like a big fucking blueberry. <laughs> We're gonna go with Mountain Dewdrop because I remember you mentioned that last that name last week, and I was like, "What the fuck, Dewdrop?" Yeah. So they come up with was Vince out like some some Chris. You know, winter morn, and was like, ah, look at the dewdrops falling from the trees. That's a great name for a wrestler. I guess. Dewdrop. Mountain Dew. We're calling her Mountain Dew for Vince needs to go away. Let's just call her Mountain Dew. That's <laughs> Then we had Ricochet versus John Morrison, which ended in a double countout. Ricochet hit a dive on Morrison as he was behind on the ringside barricade. Neither man made it back before the 10. It's so your traditional- let me ask you this. Before they ended it in that stupid finish, I, I'm a big. I actually, I've always been a fan of Morrison. I like Morrison, yeah. and I know that. Um, uh, God, I always forgot his name. Spider-Man guy there. You just said Ricochet. Ricochet. They can put on a fucking. It was a good match. match. Was, was it okay? Match. That's what yeah, I wanted was, to know. Yeah, that was probably one of the better matches on Raw uh, mm-hmm. until you get to Jackson Riker and uh, Elias. Because that was a tremendous match, which is coming up very shortly. Uh, but yeah, Ricochet and John Morrison definitely go watch that on your DVR. That was one for for the evening. Then, uh, as you well, know, Guy thought, Manley says, is Liz still around? Uh, if you're referring to Miss Elizabeth, I hate to inform you, pal. No, Miss, Miss. <laughs> oh, Miss. I'm sorry. Yes, Miss is a Liz. So I was like, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, pal, but unfortunately, Miss Elizabeth is no longer with us. <laughs> no, the, the Miss is in a wheelchair right now. Why? I don't fucking know. I probably oh, the, was, probably was, the zombies ate him. Around. I was gonna say, is this an after effect of uh, when him Morrison got murdered by zombies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and then, as you put it, the stocks here uh, on Raw really went down. Because I'm really tired of seeing these six, these fucking Flair, Tamina, and Natalia. They defeated Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, and Rhea Ripley via pinfall. I, you know, Flair hit Rose with a big boot, got the three count, and that's the match. Ripley hit Flair with a shot block in the knee before running off like the little scared bitch. Uh, end this, move these people over to SmackDown, switch the ladies' division up because it is unfortunately worthless. Well, you see, I got to say on the other side of the coin, though, as far as SmackDown goes, I'm actually, especially after seeing Hell in a Cell, I still, I'm digging this Bianca and, and Bailey feud, to be honest with you. I well, think- I like that feud, but some, these these ones right here specifically, though, on Raw, the Flair, mm-hmm. the Ripley, Tamina, Natalia, and the Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, it's just getting old. It's the same shit every week. Like, oh, yeah. Change, just change it up. Like the only thing that's changed now since what before Mania even is they just took poor Oscar out of the picture and doing nothing with her now. I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, yeah, because she's doing that shit. And she's with the Alexa Bliss and oh, she's into. Oh, you did it again. He said Alexa. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that never gets old. But then the stocks in my eyes, the stocks here kind of really went up with Jackson Riker and uh, Elias. And the good old fashioned strap match. Oh, that's leather, right. Leather strap match. And this one yeah. did not disappoint. Uh, some very good bumps, some good whips with the leather strap. I highly recommend checking this one out uh, if you have it, save on your DVR, because this one, it brought it back. Because you, you and I talked about the leather strap matches before with Sting and Vader, and uh, it was kind of along that lines. It was as ruthless as WWE can be right now. Put it that way. Hmm. It's very intriguing. And you know what else just uh, made my old noodle scratch here? If I'm not mistaken, last week I mentioned during the Dynamite deposition that it's already been announced that QT Marshall is challenging Cody to a strap match. So I wonder if WWE was like, ha, well, we'll steal that before you have the chance. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Riker defeated Elias on that in that match. So probably check that out because that was one of the turning points of – Wrong. No, are we yeah. talking like Savio Vega Stone Cold Strap Match caliber, or yeah, maybe a little better because mm-hmm. that was a good feud back yeah, when Stone was Cold was coming up. I like the yeah. Savio Stone Cold shit, so uh, and then we had our main event we had Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles versus Riddle in a Money in the Bank qualifier match. Say that three times fast. Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles versus Riddle on money. No, I can't. There you go. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> you gave it the old effort. I gave right? it the old college, the college try. try. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Delta House. <laughs> um, my kid's trying to call me right now because she's on vacation somewhere warm. Well, what are you? Where, is it like freezing where you are? There's 104 <laughs> today. There you go. <laughs> I know you're not that far from me. I was going to say. Um, sorry. <laughs> got distracted. So, Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles, and Riddle. I caught some of the highlights on this uh, on the Peacock station because I fell asleep watching it. Uh, Drew McIntyre did defeat both AJ Styles and Riddle to get his qualifier in the Money in the Bank match, which I find kind of weird where he can't challenge Bobby Lashley for the title as long as Bobby Lashley is champion. Yeah, so, I thought that same thing. So does this mean Lashley's going to drop the title at Money in the Bank, or is there a title change, or are they just trying to push Drew McIntyre to well suck? Because- I think it. 
Sorry to cut you off, Mike. No, no. Take on that. I think what they're going to do is say, then this was the whole reason why they did this whole stipulation and why, you know, it was a great match. Why Lashley won over McIntyre at Hell on a Cell because now the whole stipulation, as you said, oh, he can't challenge again. Well, if he's got the money in the bank, he's legally obligated to challenge whatever champion he wants. He can right. even challenge Bianca Belair if he wanted to. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so again, I didn't see that match. I don't know the quality. I saw the highlights. The highlights looked good, but as we know, highlights can always be deceiving. Mm, uh, McIntyre did win, and he now earns his spot in Money in the Bank mm-hmm. or ladder so, match. Wow, didn't see that coming. <laughs> no, <laughs> hold on. I'm gonna sidebar real quick. I gotta blow snot rockets. I don't want to do this on the camera. <laughs> well, now that we know about it, you might as well just do it on camera. Uh, you know, I'm still no, trying to. I'm trying to hold on to what little sex appeal I still have here, Dave. You know, we can't we can't all be heartbreak kids like yourself. Hands off the merchandise. <laughs> uh, guy mainly says to win a title with crowd. Yes, we talked about that last week, guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're gonna they're definitely gonna put the belt back on McIntyre. Vince loves that guy. It's well, happening. I bet I bet you see a lot of title changes when the crowd starts getting back involved at SummerSlam, which frightens me because I hate I I actually like what they've done with Reigns and what they've so been doing with Lashley. Keep the fucking belt on these guys for a while. Remember that period where it was like every week there was a different champion? Like It's like, reminds you of the garbage they were doing towards the end of WCW. It's like, don't just, let's have a lengthy champion for some time, please. Right, exactly. And then, you know, I kind of would like to see <laughs> Jackson Riker challenge, challenge Bobby Lashley. Go oh, Pops. I wish I could have said I had to feed my cats, but I have no meows. No meows. No meows. Lots of barking dogs, but no meows. I have a meow. And, and rats. I have two rats that I named Bubbery and Devon, by the way. So do you I really? Got, I got my own Dudley boys. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, yeah. We have rats now, and I, I dubbed them Bubbery and Devon. I don't think anyone else calls them that, but they're that's my names for them. One of them should have been Splinter. Uh, you know, that would be great, but then it's like, all right, how do you... That one rat, it's like, okay, you're the chosen one because you got to be Splinter. The other rat's <laughs> name's got to be like, what? I'm not cool enough? Yeah, Rat King. Nobody liked Rat King. He was yeah. evil. But nice TM and TMNT reference there, Nighthawk. Stay sharp. I have my moments. Well, you do what you do. <laughs> Don't sell yourself short. I'm looking for something that I pulled up uh, earlier. I'm trying to find the picture to put it up. There it is. Please hold. Mm-hmm. The call you have dialed cannot so be completed. Why don't time. you go into your little gift of whatever? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I got to give big time props to my boy, the mighty Gaveth. Gabo, 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 if you happen to be watching. I headed out to uh, the old Duck Inn pub last night, my old stomping grounds there. And uh, my boy came up from Joyzy and he gave me something that. Freaking blew me away, dude. I hope I can get this on camera all right because it really is pretty awesome. He now I knew this picture very well because as I mentioned many times on the show, I am obsessed with Brett the Hitman Hart's autobiography. I mm-hmm. absolutely love that book. I've read it 
cover to cover countless times. Can't get enough. Can't recommend it enough for all you actual readers out there who like to real, read real books and not read on your phone because I hate reading on your phone. Speaking but of anyway, books, go buy Jericho's book because I want to buy it. Oh, Jericho's got a new book out, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah I heard about that. Jericho. Oh, I've read every one of his books so far, and they are phenomenal. So I got to get this that. One, yeah, yeah. This oh, one has all of his oh. notes from all of his matches. Yeah, it's like the 30-year fucking yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. What? You. You read? <laughs> Me? Yeah. Yeah, I read wrestling books. I basically just read, like, autobiographies <laughs> about awesome rock stars like Lemmy from Motorhead or I Black used to Sabbath read stuff or for the articles. athletes. Terry Francona's book. I know you hate the Red Sox there, Diggs, but uh, mm. Terry Francona's book is one of the greatest books, not even sports books, one of the greatest books I've ever read, but I digress. Okay. Have you seen, so, have, you, have you read Michael's book? Beyond wrestling? Uh, no, I have not read the Sexy Boy book, actually. That I've read all of book. Foley's books, all of Chris Jericho's books, uh, <laughs> The Hitman, both of JR's books. I cannot recommend enough. Jim Ross's books were phenomenal. I actually have a personally signed copy of JR's book, Under the Black Hat, that's dedicated just to me. Pops Ghostly in Soviet Russia. Phone reads you. That is correct. Yes. Okay. So, okay, back to you. Without any further ado, I got to give big time props out to my boy, Gabo, 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 the one he gave it, because he hooked me up with a picture that I fell in love with from reading Bret Hart's book. This is actually a drawing that Bret the Hitman Hart did himself, and that's actually in the book. But my boy hooked me up with, I don't know, hopefully you guys can see I got it. it. Yeah, go ahead. It's a little shiny here. This is actually really signed by Bret the Hitman Hart. In the bottom little corner there, if you can see it, there is a yep. signature. Did you say Brett drew that? Brett drew this picture. This is actually in his book. I, I He didn't personally draw this one himself, but that signature right down there, I don't even want to touch it. I got it, it. Is legit. I have Brett the Hitman Hart's fucking autograph. <sighs> so Gabo, 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 Mighty Gabo, I cannot thank you enough. Honestly, this really means a lot to me. This is one of the coolest things anyone has ever given to me. And this could not have come at a better time on a very uh, well, actual, believe it or not, I can be serious from time to time. On a serious note, um, this is a rough week for me. I lost my best friend in the world uh, 20 plus years ago. Uh, tomorrow, or June, July 1st, if you will. So it's always a rough time for me. I hate the month of June. If you follow me on Facebook, mm -hmm. you'll know that I posted something this morning that featured Johnny Cash giving the fucking F you to June because... Things for me in June just don't work out well, except for Hell in the Cell. So this meant a lot to me. So, Gabo, you fucking rock, dude. Thank you. That was awesome. I needed that right now. So here's to you, brother. Now, like, is that from Gabe, the one, like, yeah, yeah. You, from, from, from he, he, he specifically, I told him last night at the bar, I was like, I'm totally putting this on the show tomorrow. And he's like, make sure you refer to me as either the Mighty Gabeth or Gabo. Anyone who's a Simpsons fan will know what Gabo is. Yes. Yes, yes. So, yeah, Very big well time. played, Mr. Gabe. Very well played. Big time props to my brother from another mother. That was pretty awesome. No doubt about it. So, what I wanted to pull up, because we were talking about championships and reigns, and maybe we could actually have a long-term champion. Yeah, right. I found, this on, nice. uh, I found this on the interwebs yesterday on my Facebook wall, and I figured since we've been talking about it. Oh, the old facey spaces, <clears throat> eh? Yeah. The insta-face, if you will. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Flair, we know. Flair. But my my question, and you and I, uh, Mr. Torrance, have talked Double about Double J has 10. That's hilarious. Like you, and I, you, you and I have talked about this a couple of times on the show with, you know, like Flair and Cena and Triple H 
that many title reigns? Is it something to be proud of, or is it something to be like you push someone else over to get a belt? Or because to your to your point earlier, Bruno San Martino, two years running, RVD with the TV title, multiple years running with that. We don't see championships run like that for a while, so. I don't know. I think this was kind of relevant to bring up just because we've talked about it many times and kind of eye-opening to see. Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense, and you're right. Um, yes, and thank you for bringing out my point before about obviously well before our time, but the days of the legendary Bruno, Bruno San Martino, who friggin' oh shit, I trade my 1998 NIB splitter and stuff. Oh, we're gonna have to start a uh, ah, see, Pop's got it. Yeah, dude, that's right on. Thanks, buddy. Uh, I thought we were going to have to start a Ninja Troll podcast here pretty soon because they've been a hot topic tonight. Bro. I mean, not, not, <laughs> but, not mad about it. <laughs> yeah, right. I can totally get down on that. If you guys are interested, hell yeah. I got some Who's stories about the toilets. Who's he? Wayne Gretzky on steroids? Ninja. Ninja. Rap. Go, Ninja. Go, Ninja. Go. Oh, bring it back, <laughs> Vanilla Ice. We miss you. Yeah. D- Diesel is Super Shredder, dude. The secret of the ooze. Uh, uh, those. Corey, wasn't Corey Feldman Donatello? You are, as Ed McMahon would say, that is correct, sir. <laughs> yes, good old Corey was, in fact, Donatello. But um, where the fuck were we before Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Titles, know. title reigns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, thank you. I think the big thing is nowadays, you know, back then, that was all the rage. Like, especially because it was the territory days. You would have the champions... And, you know, the promoters would trade off talent. And so the rule of thumb was if you're taking a talent from someone else's company and put him on your show and he's a champion, guess what? He don't drop the belt on your show. Oh, no, 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 no. So this is that this is all part of the modern era of wrestling for me as far as that goes. I mean, I think the biggest downside, really the only downside as far as I'm concerned to the whole attitude error and the Monday Night Wars thing and everything like that is that's what ushered in this whole, okay, we're not only going to change the belt every fucking week. Sometimes we're going to change the belt three times on one show. It's like, right. stop. No, no, no. I'm all for, uh, like, again, once again, I love what they're doing with Reigns right now. He's held the belt for, what, a year now? Yeah. Yeah. And good. I like it. Um, and he's been, I think, to be perfectly honest with you, this is the best I've ever seen Roman Reigns. This is the most I've ever liked him since he first came into the WWE, to be honest with you. It's unfortunate they took him so long to turn and heal because he just works better as a heel, in my opinion. Oh, I think so, too. And- I always respected his in-ring work as a face, but I never bought it. And, of course, then there was the infamous Royal Rumble where the Philly crowd is chanting, we want Rusev at the end because everybody knew Roman Reigns was going to win. And then they even brought out The Rock because Vince was like, uh-uh. <laughs> and the rock's sitting there like, yeah, this is my cousin, but boy, I don't want to be in this ring right now. <laughs> Why they ever did that rumble in Philly, of all places, I will never understand. Oh. <clears throat> and any cahoots, I think yeah, it's time yeah. to uh, break into the wonderful world of wrestling tire. Ooh, we're getting to the meat and potatoes portion of the show there, aren't we, laddie? Oh, we are. And, uh, we have picked out some wrestling attire for you, sir Jack Torrance. Oh, this ought to be interesting. Just please, I, as I texted you guys earlier, just don't make me tensei. Don't make me tensei. <laughs> Miss Nighthawk, I have wrestling attire for you as well. I just want to say real quick, what was up with tensei? We all knew he was Prince Alberto. Did he right. suddenly become Asian <laughs> over time and we were just going to buy this? 
Like, oh, all of a sudden, yeah, Prince Albert's from Japan now. Yeah. With the tattoos all over his face. Yeah, and they put him in those stupid, like, fruit roll-up looking friggin' trunks. Like, oh, God, nobody wants to see that, dude. Ugh. So don't make me tensai. Otherwise, have at it. <laughs> oh, we had at it. Oh, I'll bet you did. <laughs> I wish I had the power of this technology because I got a few in mind for you myself there, Mr. Podcast Kid. Well, you could have sent the pictures over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mistakes were made. Balls were dropped. Fumbles. Ball games were weak, you know. Oh, my God. I changed one of mine at the last minute, but me and you, Diggs, would have had one of the same things. For you? No, for, like, the uh, worst. Oh, okay. Oh, for the second portion of the main event of our show. So shall we kick it off with the wrestling attire we would do for each other or just the wrestling attire in general for the wrestlers? I think we should save the... And uh, for anyone out there, I'm glad you put that out on the old facey space there, uh, seeing your podcast, kid. Anyone out there has any ideas for any three of us? What... What kind of wrestling attire would we wear, in your opinion, if we were pro wrestlers? So that segment, I think we should save for last. I think we ought to kick her off with the old worst wrestling entrance attires. Let's do this. Um, Are we just going to run down the list of pictures we got in there and go with that? Yeah, I guess. All right. Uh, let's put that first one up there. You you putting them up or am I putting them up? Am I going for or you guys got something in store for me first? Because just to let the audience know, I have no idea what you guys are going to put up about me. Oh, wait. He thing. only has one picture, so why don't we do his first? All right. We'll do yours first because Amy and I put pictures up of wrestlers in their attire. Oh, yeah. Wait. I'm getting a sidetrack. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Yes. I never. Don't listen to me. I was talking about the main event portion of the segment. All right. <laughs> I just totally fucked myself there. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to bring this train back on track here. We're going to rock it off with Battle Cat. <laughs> I'm okay. so glad. Oh, yeah. Yes. I'm so <laughs> glad you put that out. Now, I, I was trying to remember because I, I came across this today. It's and I was, so I was so, yes, you were correct. <laughs> like, like, seriously, what is there's so I have so many questions, uh, and the fact that they ripped off poor Battle Cat from He-Man, Master of the Universe. I, know. I don't like that. That's that's not cool. You don't you don't fuck with Cringer on my watch there, Vince. But I was trying to remember. I didn't have a chance to look at this. When was this? That said to have been like early nineties, right? Or, it had to have been. I mean, like, if you look at the ring, it's the red, white, and blue ropes. He's obviously mm-hmm. a jobber. This looks like superstars Saturday morning kind of Saturday shit. Saturday morning yeah. superstars. Yeah. Yeah. Eleven a.m. followed by Monster Jam. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, Miss Nighthawk, do you have uh, one to share yourself? Did we have the same one? That one was mine, I think. I was oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I was just putting pictures up that we put in there. So. Ah, see, I see. I don't know what you guys conversed on here. So we can just we can just roll with the pictures and yeah, yeah. Merge on them. Yeah. So if you want to put them up or whatever. Oh yeah. <laughs> The He's giant got a Gonzalez. Uh-huh. Yep, that was on my list. No doubt about it. I'm so sorry. Like, why <laughs> to be done. With this? And, and not to point out, but I'm going to point out. It's right there. <laughs> just, the big ass fucking happy trail. Like, right? What's with the weird, like, fake hat, dude? Like, I mean, seriously, like. He's got like werewolf pubes or something. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> and the best part about this was like, you know how Vince is just, I mean, it, somewhere in the WWE universe, I thought this was great. 
he, you know, loves the big dudes. I mean, Andre was Andre. You know, he had the big show. He had this and that. But Johnny Gonzalez, I, 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 everyone always wondered, what the fuck is that supposed to be? And I didn't know until years later. Apparently, it was Vince McMahon's idea to put him in that weird werewolf pube suit. So, because yeah. he, I guess he like had like scrawny chicken legs or something. So it was like, what? Why don't you just put him in the gym? Yeah, this is why you like can't really uh, tell what his legs. I wouldn't actually say they're scrawny, but according yeah. to Vince, though, you have to keep in mind because Vince only, especially at that time, this was what WrestleMania nine. Or no, 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 no. This was the Vegas one. This um, was yeah, nine. Caesar's it Palace. Was nine. Yeah, yeah, Caesar's Palace, Vegas. Yeah, okay. Um, it was like, dude, the guy, A, couldn't fucking work to right. save his life. It was like Vince just wanted that, oh, he's a an odd attraction, so let's put him out there. And But yet, at the same time, his body looks like crap compared to all the other superstars. And so let, monkey suit on. we'll just make a bodysuit man from like George Costanza and Seinfeld. Like, hey, bodysuit man. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, the horror. Like Apocalypse Now style, the horror. And oh. every time I see that, like that picture right there, honestly, dude, my heart just goes out to the poor fucking Undertaker. Because that was when he was in that stretch where they're like, well, you're awesome. You're really over, but we have no one for you. Look at him. He just is like, poor Help guy me. sitting there like, yeah, you know what? Fuck you, Vince. I ain't doing WrestleMania 10 years next year. I'm going to be injured. Trust me. Fuck you. That's why. That's the real reason why Taker wasn't at WrestleMania 10. <laughs> oh, let's move on to the next one because there's some good ones in here. <laughs> it's, it's only going to get grander from here. Magneto. Oh, God, I forgot all about that. Um, I don't even remember this. That was... Um, it looks like oh. he's wearing pajamas. Oh, yeah. God. All right, so yeah, we have Wolverine here. That's that's Hugh Jackman. Is that's that right. you? That is Hugh Jackman. This is when is that um, Dolph Ziggler? I want to say this was the way Vince promoted um, the film Logan, which was Hugh Jackman's last role as playing Wolverine. Wolverine. And it is oh god, I love that movie. That's a whole nother. We really need to do a movie show. God, I love that fucking movie. Everything I ever wanted as a lifelong Wolverine fan, I got in that movie. Logan was awesome, but they were doing the promoting thing there. And um, <laughs> what the hell was the guy's name? He was originally the bunny rabbit. The guy who was done up in the Magneto suit. Guy uh, pops. Pop, someone come in. What I know his name. I know who Magneto is there. He was very popular for a time, and he was actually a guy I really liked that they utilized like this. <sighs> he was... Um, Pops, is that Drew McIntyre? No, it was... Oh, God, I remember he feuded with fucking Cena and shit. The Google. <laughs> I, I wish it was Godly Goober. <laughs> His name was... Why the hell can't I remember this guy's name one? Anyways, but he was um, really big a couple of years ago and really over... I don't know. I keep thinking the name Sal Sincere. That's not even close, but... Um, <laughs> he would come out with, like, wearing a scarf and he was very arrogant, kind of like that model character but he was really good and i I'll, I'll figure this out like three in the morning i'll be laying in my bed like oh yeah that's his name so. uh damien sandow damien sandow thank you pops to the rescue yes and amy I, got it too i believe right at the same yes, time look at that you each put a puck in the net right at the same time <laughs> right at the buzzer slap shooters so this one's an interesting one to me next. 
What in the That's Kevin system? Nash as Oz. <laughs> oh, Oz! Oh my God, you're right. Yes. Oh, thank you. Now, I that wasn't that. That was a Miss Nighthawk find. <laughs> that wasn't even Nighthawk. Me. Yes. Nighthawk will win so on this one tonight. Fuck Bitcoin or Dogcoin or whatever. I'm buying. I'm investing in you, Nighthawk. This is the way to go. Because Nighthawk yes. coin. <laughs> Nighthawk coin. <laughs> Somebody right. believes in me. <laughs> Dude, you really got mean. it. Yeah, because I. Uh, this was another one. I was literally throwing this fucking show together like up until the last two minutes we went on the air tonight i've had a long week but yes i'm so glad you put that up there because i i almost forgot about yes <laughs> that believe it or not is fucking kevin nash yes big daddy cool diesel himself they should have just had him come out as super shredder he would have looked a lot better than that <laughs> so was this like when he was on the indies or it had to be because if you look at the background it looks like it's yeah, right. Like a, like a and he was like curtains up. Or, I remember he was Vinny Vegas in WCW before he came in as Shawn Michaels' bodyguard in WWF. So, but apparently he's paid his dues. Oh boy, is he ever! <laughs> and he no longer has any needs to speak of, from what I understand. Uh, <laughs> I hope gathering some information. Ninety-one. That was a hell of a year for me. I was eleven. I was 10 and I, I was, my parents were told that I had two weeks to live. <laughs> Here I am, unfortunately for you all. <laughs> Is that that picture with Steven Tyler? Yes. That was the infamous, uh, um, a certain hospital that will go unnamed because I can't afford to get sued, but yeah, they totally botched the fact that I had a, um, a very, very ruptured appendicitis and, uh, told my parents I had two weeks to live. Sorry. We don't know what's wrong with the kid. Yada, yada, yada. Luckily, my folks uh, were nice enough to bring me up to Mass General. Got to headed to talk to Ryan. That's the only reason now I'm still here. My appendix not only ruptured, went kaboom. And um, while I was there, it just happened to be around Christmas time. Yes, Stephen Tyler and Joe Perry of Aerosmith would come visit all the little chillings. So I was high as a cat on morphine and hadn't slept in like a month. And my poor Ma's there wasn't slept either. And I was just dozing off and I hear this commotion and I'm like, because I would have to get my blood drawn like three times a day because my white blood cell count was so bad. They couldn't believe I was still alive, blah, 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 blah. And um, I remember I was just dozing off and I hear some commotion. And I just, before I opened my eyes, I was like, go away. I finally fell asleep because I thought it was a nurse or a doctor or whatever. And all of a sudden I hear this, hey, what's happening, little man? And I look, it's Steven Tyler and Joe Perry. So you never know. Maybe it's a, it, it might be worth your while to get an appendicitis, kids. You might be able to meet somebody cool. <laughs> Although Stephen Tyler does look more and more than my grandma, so. Well, this was '91, and you know what? The funny thing is, I have this picture, man. I, if you, I, I think I put it up on Facebook recently. That's why I remember it. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love to bring it up because my dad found it. I thought it was gone forever, but there's, like, all right. So you got Stephen Tyler and Joe Perry both wearing Santa Claus hats, and they are nearly fresh out of rehab. This is when they're recording the Get a Grip album, when the whole band actually finally went into rehab. So you got them looking like hell. My poor Ma is right there next to Stephen Tyler. The poor thing stayed by my side the whole time. She had never fucking slept in like two months. And then there's me who's like this 10-year-old little like dying thing that has this big tube up his nose. And I'm like... High on morphine. Yeah, like, fuck Steve Tyler, man, right? So, you're up. Well, weird, wacky shit, Nighthawk. You are correct. You never know what happens when you have the old appendicitis and your parents are told you have two weeks to live. Pretty neat. I'm also proud to say I'm the only person I know that was actually given. I was actually given my last rites by a priest, and I'm still here to talk about it. So how about them apples? 
Well, speaking of apples and wicked, weird, wacky shit, go ahead. I was just going to ask if I could put the picture up. Do it up, guys. Don't wait for me. Just I'll just keep rambling. So <laughs> take it away, Nighthawk. Hold on. <laughs> and and while, oh, while you're doing that, speaking of Steven Tyler, let me say do ba da do da do da do da do da do da do da ba 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 Is that what Steven Tyler would say if he was here? Oh, right now? we have said picture. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Oh, Nighthawk coming through. There it is. Yes, my poor mama son, all the way in the back. Steven Tyler uh, looking like baby little Jack ready. Torrance. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Believe it or not, there's the proof. I had hair at one point. <laughs> there she be. Thanks, Nighthawk. Hell yeah, you are mm. very tech savvy. This is why we need she came you. Through. Right, hey, big time. Wow, I'm digging it. That's a touchdown with a two point conversion on top. Well, here comes an extra point, another field goal, if you will, because we got oh. Max Moon. Yes, thank you. Speaking right, of Conan, right. there that was Conan. Is. That was Conan. A poor Conan. This was oh. brought to us also by Miss Nighthawk. All these pictures up here first were brought to you by Nighthawk. She did some killer research on finding these disgusting, yeah. horrible fucking outfits. Absolute horse shite. Because that was what it was. Now, look at that real quick. Just look at that. You mean to tell me that Vince is back there looking at Conan. Conan's got to be like, fuck it. I, I, I'm in the WWF. I'm not going to fucking complain. Just like when they were going to call Mankind originally Mankind the Mutilator. Right. Foley hated the idea, but he was like, I ain't going to say shit because whatever. Right? I'm, I'm going to be making six figures now, whatever. But Vince actually looked at that and said, yeah. I'm going to pay someone to design this horrible outfit. And you're going to wear it. What the fuck is that even like? Are those like tubings or I don't even know what that's supposed to be. I feel like it should be on the Jetsons. Right? <laughs> or like, <laughs> excuse me, the Jetsons on fucking acid or something. I don't know what that was. Someone in creative actually came up with that and Vince approved that. They're fired. They are long since fired. Oh, yeah. What was that, Night Doc? I said, I don't know if creative is the word. That's more like someone's high on LSD or ass. Yeah, that was like, hey, Vince was like, hey, fuck it, let's get a bunch of cocaine and have a meeting. Let's get <laughs> <laughs> this sounds great. <laughs> um, oh, boy. Yeah. God. Um, so I know there was one picture. In it's coming up that... next. It's coming up next. Oh, because I was actually going to say, let's save the best for last. But... Oh. Not for all as you pass the Pops <laughs> ghostly test. And that's not easy to do, Nighthawk. So Nighthawk's congratulations. Look at this, huh? She's all right. She'll be signing autographs later. She'll be styling and profiling, high-flying, limousine riding the whole fucking nine. You know Woo! This Woo! And for those yes. of you listening to this on the podcast sites and streaming sites, go watch it on YouTube because these pictures are worth a thousand words. Yeah, you know what's funny? I got to just throw it out real quick. I had never listened to our show, like just the audio portion. Yeah. I never realized just how many times I'm like doing things or referencing things that people who are listening can't see. So sorry, guys. This is all new to me. I used to work in radio. I'm not used to people seeing me. So. Well, <laughs> go to hellentertainment.com to check out all of our episodes up there if you look, wish to look at us and the fun stuff that we put up here. If oh, not, God. then fucking just go stream it. This is why I hate the summer. Look at this. My beard just like sweat all over my notes. Wah, wah, wah. Here's Manitar. Yes! Mantar. That's my number one. That's yours. Manitar. 
Oh, I, do you notice? Look at his little tongue sticking out there. Yep. <laughs> who, who is it though? Like, oh, do you didn't? Oh, I should have sent you the picture of what he actually looked like without the. He would come out in the stupid headdress. And you know what's funny about this? This was actually WWF's idea at the time because one of the coolest, in my opinion, uh, entrance attires, if you will, was when Vader would come out in WCW with that big fucking Darth yep. Vader helmet that would shoot fucking steam out of it and stuff. So. But, of course, he'd take it off before the match. This was WWS version of that at the time. Vince is like, well, they got Vader, so, uh, hmm, you know what we need? We need a fucking fat, castrated bull to come out and go, moo, because he would literally go, moo, <laughs> Oh, Mantar. You should yes. put that up, my dog. Put that in the thing so we can show it. The clip of him doing the move. No, she sent me a picture of what Mantar looks like without. Oh the yes, what he actually looks like. Oh, dude, it's like Bastion Booger looking shit. It's bad. Yeah, it's real bad. I wish I had said that to you earlier. That's my bad. But um, did he become yeah. anything after the fact, or was he just no? Oh it? God, no, no. That I don't was, remember him much. So that was back in that um, pre-attitude era where Vince was dealing with the steroid trials with the federal government and. They were just feeding us shit after shit after shit. I mean, you had Duke the Dumpster Drozzy, Man Mountain Rock fucking, which apparently now they're bringing back with that guy that fucking plays guitar for Nakamura. Nobody wants to see Man Mountain Rock again, trust me. Where is that? She's looking for the picture of Mantar without the mask on. I just Googled Mantar earlier when I sent you those two pics that you showed there, and now I don't know... uh... Well, as she goes to look for the picture of what right. Mantar looks like, I'm going right. to pull up one of the ones that I put in here. Okay, dokie. Because it's not just the best. It's not just the worst. <gasps> oh, it's just incredible. Oh, it's Otto Montoya. Yes. Who sorry, I saw sorry. managed by Jake the Snake Roberts at the time at the Cape Cod Melody Tent. And who do you think he took on in that match? <clears throat> no. It was me. Stone Cold, Stone Cold, Stone Cold. This is when Austin was still coming up. There you go. Oh, it didn't see even autograph. See, I thought it was something that I had Bret Hart's autograph, but this guy's got Mantar's autograph. It completely covers Nighthawk. All these pictures do. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, darling. <laughs> sorry. Should, if anything, you should you cover can, like, my see face. my eyeball a little bit. <laughs> or maybe we'll just, oh, see, <laughs> now we'll just make That's everyone. Better, it covers my yeah. limbog. We'll make everyone assume that Diggs is actually Mantar now, so we'll just keep going. <laughs> Oh, is that your Mantar tattoo? I know you were always a fan. But yes, getting oh, back to Just uh, incredible, Aldo Montoya. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That was, in fact, the future ECW World Heavyweight Champion right there. Who had an incredible run with Tommy Dreamer and Sandman and whatnot. But yeah, Vince was like, hey, all right, kid. I think you got some talent. So let's put a fucking yellow jock strap on your face. And put you in the ring. Have fun. And then I found this one. I don't remember them in WCW at all. Maybe you do. Ding Dongs? Yes, yeah! <laughs> this is why I put this on Facebook today, dude. The fucking oh, even see it. Yes, and that's why I put on that My Story fucking stupid thing on Facebook. I, oh, that was them? 
Dick. That's if you look at the, the triple threat picture that I edited. Yes. There, the, and I put in the caption, don't be a ding dong. Support local wrestling podcasts. I didn't even pick up one when I found yep. this picture. <laughs> I'm sure you weren't the only one who didn't. Oh, I got yeah. a lot of stuff going up here that makes sense to me, but to others, it's like, what? So, yeah, don't feel bad. <laughs> So I'm gonna run through the last few ones that we have here before we um, get. I just want to throw out a quick couple that I because I I really appreciate what you guys did here with the pictures and stuff. I wish I had had gotten off my ass and gotten shit together earlier so I could have told you a couple more pictures. I would have loved to throw it up. Uh, quick mentions, obviously. Thank you for the mantar, but Glacier from WCW. Remember okay. that? Yeah. Come out with the fucking whole Sub Zero for Mortal Kombat gimmick, like. Yep. Ugh, mad dog. Um, then I don't know if you ever uh, follow TNA back in the day, but no. I had to mention this. Jeff Hardy as Willow the Wisp. Are you familiar with this? I am not. Consider yourself lucky because it was garbage. Um, garbage. Then, <laughs> for me, too, this was always the thing. I mean, we all know the infamous intro introduction of the Shockmaster. And how horrible that went. Yes. But my biggest take from that whole thing still to this day is, okay, so he gets up and he puts on the fucking mask that they wanted him, creative wanted him to wear, which was literally a stormtrooper helmet from Star Wars that was covered in fucking glitter. Mm -hmm. And then they wouldn't even use his real voice because I think it was like Tully Blanchard or somebody, the part when he talks, quote unquote talks, for all those you can uh, not see when I'm air quoting, um, <laughs> you can tell it's not him talking because he does this like, I don't know, it sounds like, um, oh, uh, Dr. Claw from um, Inspector Gadget. Gadget. It's like, next time, Gadget, next time. It's like, yeah, dude, he's not saying that through this glittery fucking Star Wars mask. So that was horrible. And then my last one is, without a doubt, too cool with their stupid fucking hats with their hair coming through it and oh god I hated everything about Too Cool I, I no defense towards Rikishi because I know he comes from a great lineage of wrestling but I fucking hated Too Cool I hated Rikishi I just mm-hmm. I didn't care shove your butt in somebody's face in your own time fucker alright so I got four more pictures here we're gonna run through real quick Raj we got Bastion Booger oh yeah because he's, he's wearing fucking a diaper and duct tape yeah, that was no, another like one. Like Richie. Oh my God. Yeah, it's like Richie from fucking we're tailgating. <laughs> this is another one of those that Vince was like, looked him up and down, went, yes. <laughs> let's, let's get those tits pushed up something like fall over because, the Because, I mean, as you, many of you will know, if you, you know, get nerdy about this shit like we do, literally everything down to catering has to be approved by Vince. That's how mm-hmm. it works. In WWE. So, therefore, that means for a fact that Vince McMahon approved that to be in his ring. He also approved this. Oh! Farouk. <laughs> Poor Farouk. Why? They made him like the Spartan warrior who jumped Ahmed Johnson and hurt his <laughs> kidneys. And that whole gimmick came up because Ahmed Johnson actually sucked. <laughs> but, and that's why they said his kidneys were wounded. But then we have Vince approving this one. Die, Rocky, die. <laughs> die, Rocky, die. Rocky, yes. my via. Uh, yep, 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 fucking yep. Jerry Curl hair. And... What is he wearing? Like, seriously, what is that supposed to it be? It looks like things you hang in a doorway for, like, a party. It's like the beads <laughs> that we used to hang across the uh, entrance to the bathrooms at the bar I used to work at. That's what it yep. reminds me of. 
Shout out to the Duck Inn Pub. (laughs) I saved this one for last because someone had to approve this one. And oh, we know who it was. Oh, thank you, because I wanted to say yes. The weird Marilyn Manson gold dust gimmick that they did there yeah. when he was with uh, Luna Vachon, yep. and finally only Vader was the one who luckily finally ended that. Yeah, what the fuck is that supposed to be, dude? Like seriously, <clears throat> he's wearing like uh oh god, I don't even. There's no words. There are no words. Dustin Rhodes did some shit. This is back to when poor Dustin, unfortunately for him, you know for a fact, if he agreed to that, this is definitely when he was still hardcore into drugs. <laughs> Things you can't do in WWE anymore. This. Can you imagine at that time, too? He's like looking at guys like Austin and these guys dominate. And Triple then he's H like, and- yep, I'm going to come out with nipple cups. <laughs> in a ball gag. <laughs> Yeah, he like the fucking gimp from Zed's basement there in fucking Pulp Fiction. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is that? <laughs> oh, dear Lord. What a uh, horrible, horrible. As this we topic to, is just rehashing so many horrible memories. <laughs> so as we start to uh, wind down the evening in our main event here, we're going to get into uh, wrestling attire for mm-hmm. us. Yeah, this one... This one scares me. It should. Fuck you guys. Yeah, that's not a good sign. (laughs) What you guys got in store for me? I'd put Miss Nighthawks in here as well, but I'll do that momentarily. I won't. I won't look. I scrolled up so I can't see it. Just please tell me you took it easy on me, Nighthawk, because my list, I took it pretty easy on you. Yeah. You might as well have at it because I wasn't so easy on you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will. uh, I'll start with Miss Nighthawk with the attire that I picked for her. Uh, it's actually kind of fitting because it, it's you. Is it just if it's? I it's basically know. like your everyday attire, almost. You know what? <laughs> You're not wrong. Wait, so whose attire is that? Miss Miss Nighthawks. No. Oh, so oh, I thought you meant you took this from another wrestler. No, no, no. I found this on the oh, on that's the interwebs of what. All she right, was I reading. fucked this all up then because I just thought what wrestling attire would look great on you guys that people have actually. That's worn fine. For real. That's so, fine. That works. That's that kind of what I did for you anyway. So. All right. Oh, I'll bet you do. So, <laughs> so that's what I picked with Miss Nighthawk. Um, I think everything but the Playboy Bunny thing, whatever that is, that's a belly button ring. Uh, you know what? This pick yeah, makes sense. Own. For my, one of my picks for Nighthawk, because I said that she could totally rock basically any outfit of the members of uh, uh, the Riot Squad there. That's basically what they all wear right there. So. Should we pull a picture of the Riot Squad? Yeah, they got studs and they, you know, have cool nice. hair and stuff. You know, before poor Ruby Riot was like, oh, Vince is like, hey, be in the main event this week and then bye, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Mr. Jack Torrance. I've got some attire here for you. Oh boy! One item. So excited. Why do I have? Uh, what's with the fucking? Sh- I love the knee brace. I've always wanted one of those. Love the boots, <laughs> short shorts, and a fucking what is that? A bra? Or something? Is yeah, that because I, I got I got fat man boobs? You know it. <laughs> I'll keep them contained. Is that my man's yeah. ear or my bro right there? That's your bra. That's your bra. I'm surprised you didn't uh, throw a thong in there for crazy. Um, yeah, those shorts aren't going to work for me. I don't know what the booby thing's all about. Love the boots. Could totally work the gloves shirt. I'm not from Austin, but I love Stone Cold. Um, but that fucking knee brace, dude. 
and no, you, like, yeah, see, the sleeve would be the sleeve would be for you got this right. The sleeve would be for the right knee because that's one's actually okay. I need the stone cold knee brace for this one that's been opened up six fucking times now. I even per- surpassed Ray Mysterio on that one. Remember when yeah. Ray was like, "I've had surgery five times on my left knee." Well, I got you beat, Mister Six One Nine, because I got six 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 of them. Not that I'm really I don't proud know how because it's not like you're out <laughs> taking bumps. Uh, I took a little, uh, you'd be surprised, buddy. You'd be surprised. These are desperate times. I don't want to talk about what kind of bumps I'm forced to take now. You need, Let's you just need, leave it at that. <laughs> you need to do the talk. Is, is, is Jen beating you up now? Oh, no, no, no. That wouldn't be a problem at all. Plus, you could totally kick my ass, but I'm talking you about, you know. With pockets. Uh, would you? <laughs> shorts with pockets. Um, oh, God. See, he pops again. He knows me better than I know myself. I would never, ever wear shorts without pockets. I'm obsessed with, as you know, I won't wear pants unless I'm wedding, funeral, or court. There's only three reasons why you'll ever see me are actually wearing long pants. I don't care if it's fucking dead of February, but I got to have my cargoes. I like my pockets. It's easier to hide drugs in. (laughs) Miss Nidog, I have moved my screen up so I cannot see what you have chosen for me if you would like to. Wait, we got to do his. No, I know, but I'm just letting you know. I could. Oh, okay. Okay, Dougie. Um, oh, wait, this is Miss Nighthawk for you. I love you. <laughs> I love you. Yes, she gets it. Yes, you made me fall. Yeah, I told you I was nice. I would have gone for any one of the three faces. Dude, Cactus, Cactus. Kang. <laughs> Cactus is too predictable for you, though. Well, no, I think thanks to my level of insanity, she already knows me very well. Yes, Mankind would be fitting because Mankind... That was his whole gimmick. He was a little, ooh. So, thank you. You, oh, first Gabo with the Bret Hart picture, and then you made me Nick Foley. Oh, love you, Donald. Thank you. I needed that this week. <laughs> Thought we could make your week, sir. Oh, you guys are good at what you should do. I, should I do yours? Let's do it. <laughs> Scared. Wait, are you brother love? Oh my god, that's like the coolest. Right. Oh my god, right. Pops Ghostly. Pops Ghostly is gonna love this because Pops oh. Ghostly is a meow man. Oh my, floating Christmas kitty heads. So was this like the opposite of the sinister minister from ECW? Was this? Like, were you a manager at some point that like brought joy and to, to kittens or something? Uh, Where the fuck did you like? Wait, is this Walmart. photoshopped? Is that no. real? No, you like holy really shit. I'd grab him a gig sleeping right now. <laughs> that um, is amazing. So this and is you have suit. a matching tie. This is the suit that I wore to a concert, Tech Nine, a while before this picture was taken, where I don't remember the show. Well, I'm this the was taken in Rhode Island at Fet Music Hall during a Christmas show. Um, I believe that we went. This, was this the benefit show that we went crazy at fucking five below? Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> you got it. Five below, yes. No, That's no, awesome. no. We, we did five below for donations. I didn't know they sold hospital. such great suits. <laughs> no, we did five below for the Children's Hospital donations. Oh, right on. That's bought, awesome. Bought a bunch of toys. Cool. And... I thought you meant you bought that suit at five below. No, I bought this at Walmart for like 20 <laughs> <laughs> Right? But this suit kicks ass. Dude, I am really ooh, bowled over. I kind of want to finally realize my dream of being a wrestler and you, you really so need you to be my manager with that outfit right here. I <laughs> <laughs> do. Seriously. So if we ever get together and go off a of crab Rangoons one night, I'll wear the suit. Why is that not your picture for the show right there? That's, <laughs> that's gold, man. I will that's wear that for the else. Christmas show. I will Ace. wear that when we go out. <laughs> 
tell you, if I was a lady, I'd be percolating right now. I'll tell you what, with those looks. <laughs> what a suit. What a suit. Now you're coming through with the fucking gems today. I'm telling you, she's killing it. <laughs> I'm digging it, man. I'm digging it. All right, so what's on your uh, cat, cat miss? Cat jimmis. <laughs> Saucer of milk, table two. So. Yum, yum, yum. Let's see. Would you like one of my selections? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Because like I said, I kind of misunderstood this, so I did it a different way. I took people, actual wrestlers who have worn these outfits, and I try to think to myself, hmm, which ones would be appropriate for my fellow off-the-top-rope crew? So, Hmm. we'll go ladies first, okay? I'll just give you the quick rundown because I got five for each here, because remember we talked five is the matching number. Oh, look at him. Oh, Oh, you're so right. Oh, man. See? Ah, Every (laughs) once in a while I do pay attention, believe it or not. So, we'll start off with the lovely Nighthawk. Um, I... Just like I said, I'm just taking wrestlers' actual outfits and thinking they would be a, a good fit for the both of you. So we're starting off with this Nighthawk. I'm going with Lita. You could totally rock. Oh, the 100%. Right? Yeah. You could totally rock the Lita look. Um, I'm also you know going who Lita with. No. Nope. Lita was a badass. You would you would take this as a compliment if you knew who she was. Yes, trust uh, me. What's her real name? Because she's a metal singer. Lisa Dunn? She... No. Yes. Yeah. I think it is Lisa, right? I think it's Lisa. Because um, I remember she was actually in the real deal ECW, as a matter of fact, before she was in uh, WWF. A lot of people don't if know If you that. Google Lita, you'll find her. Yeah. What yeah. I think is funniest is that you guys are talking to somebody with the same name as her and you don't know. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Look at this. We're learning all kinds of things tonight. Here, I thought we were going to teach the people, and here I am learning something new. Oh, the people are that. teaching us. Fucking A, yeah. as it should be. Right yeah, on. So, yeah. So now mm-hmm. you see. All right. So I got you as Lita. I'm also going with because you mentioned it last week. I love her as well. You as Cindy Lauper at WrestleMania one. You could totally pull that. Hell yeah. Get that. Right yeah. Yeah. I got it. I got it. Like I already mentioned, anyone from the Riot Squad, uh, our uh, fine uh, podcast kid there, was nice enough to provide pretty much what they all wear. Anyways, um, I also think <laughs> I kind of have a feeling you might be able to pull off the old uh, Alexa Bliss creepy Harley Quinn shit. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would never stomp your doll, just so you know. Just in case it ever gets that. It wasn't me. So. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> right. Probably would be. And <laughs> then, cool. you know what? Oh, wait. I'm, going... oh, I'm sorry. What? Doll? Yeah. See, I will I never step creepy on doll. Yeah, What's creepy her... doll. What's her name? Um... I didn't name her. She is the one with no name. She's the John Doe, dear. The, the John Doe doll. She's like Clint Eastwood in the old Spaghetti Westerns. <laughs> the doll with no name. Ay, ay, yeah, Wow, wow, wow. And then last, I I gotta say, especially, you definitely have the hair for it. I'm going with the man, Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could kick some ass. I can believe that. I'm scared of her. I dig it. I, you should be. I am too, and I haven't actually even physically met the lovely lady yet. So I got to keep that in mind. <laughs> uh, Oi! <clears throat> so um, yeah, that's my night ho- night hawk outfits. Um, would anyone else like to 
take over and I will save my uh, podcast kids outfits for maybe a little while later. Or do you want me to get this? Want me to rip that bandaid right off now there, Mr. The last, I'm the last one because we, we did yours. We did yours and hers. <laughs> yeah, Pops ghostly going with a Randall from Clerks reference. Yes, I named her annoying customer. Oh, uh, that's dig. That that yeah. is just stinglet. We were those in our SW days, <laughs> right? What's <laughs> <laughs> the cat's name? Annoying customer. <laughs> um. So okay, I'll just end it with mine then. Um. Podcast kid, you ready for this? Let's let's hear it. I'm gonna put a. I'm gonna put some mental images in the old uh, the old dome piece here. So get ready. Now I'm very happy. This worked out great. As a matter of fact, that you are currently wearing that Celtics jersey for all. The audio listeners who can't see us, our lovely podcast kid is rocking a traditional Celtics jersey. And that is very appropriate because, in my opinion, I think you could totally rock the Thugonomics John Cena look, dude. Right? You know it. Yeah, you got, yeah. I could see you with the Flavor Flame clock and whatnot. You can pull that up. <laughs> right? The big chain gang. Just lose the Yankee jerseys. Thank you. We don't have any more of those. You better not. <laughs> Okay, so um, yeah, um, that's I hate to tell you that's probably as nice as I'm gonna be. <laughs> Fair, I gave you a bra. I love you. Don't forget that I really do love you, oh, yeah. your brother. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say, all right, this is actually is not that bad. I thought this was kind of cool. I don't know because you got vertical girth. I'm talking diesel, dude. I want to see you with a diesel okay. mullet. I want to see you with the fucking leather pants. Right? Right? That's not so bad, right? I don't know if you want to see Diggy in the leather pants, but. <laughs> you never know until you try. Eh? <laughs> um, all right. So now. Baby powder. What's that? So do you yeah. need a lot of baby powder? <laughs> yeah. I need help oh, getting boy. off. Right? Uh, otherwise, it's like. It's like all of Motley Crue back in 1987. <laughs> <laughs> I love that band, but oh god. Um, anyway, um, at, so, least, at, least you, at least you didn't give me Oz, Kevin Nash. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, all right, this one. You're, all right, the next three, you're probably going to kill me. <laughs> Can't even see it. All right, because <laughs> I got that mental image. Um, the Andre the Giant fucking singlet, dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's, yeah, we were, we were always called you Mammoth Girth for a reason. <laughs> God. <laughs> I can see him right there playing cards in the locker room, yelling at Macho Man, no baby oil. Because <laughs> that really happened, actually. Come to find out, Andre, for whatever reason, really hated Macho Man. Poor Macho Man. And then, oh, fuck. I don't right. know, man. You're like the only friend that, uh, well, one of my only friends is I always have like consistent kind of hair since I met you. And it's blonde. So I don't know. I kind of just, I would, I would totally buy this for a dollar. I want to see you as Gold Belt. Really? <laughs> I don't know why. It's this weird thing. I was not the Manson gold dust, <laughs> the real gold dust, you know, the cool gold dust, not the, you know, and without the whole, you know, trying to, you know, give uh, Ahmed Johnson CPR and shit, you know, that whole thing. <laughs> and then last, but definitely least, um, just, well, we already brought him up. And once again, you got vertical girth, so I'm going with, I want to see you in the giant Gonzalez bodysuit. You're an asset. <laughs> You're taller than me, sorry. I'm probably still fatter than you, if that helps. <laughs> 
And that's my, uh, yeah, that's my whole. Yeah, that's, that's that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was uh, interesting. Yeah, so I figured I'd, uh, mm-hmm. I'd give you that COVID dose before you, oh. you lay it on me because I can only imagine what's in store. Well, I already we didn't I didn't pick wrestling attire for you from no no but I know you guys had it yeah yeah we did I totally different things and, no yeah. it was good though that was good it was fun. So. <clears throat> uh yeah Nighthawk definitely came out on top on that one so. oh yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> oh I think that's gonna wrap it up for tonight is that really it are we actually finally done holy shit <laughs> yeah, we're two hours and three minutes into this thing and we're <laughs> yeah. This is why I said a long time ago we had to stop saying, you know, we, we're on from eight to nine or whatever. I'm like, yeah, we're never going to do this. Anymore. <laughs> well, and that was before we even finished. that was before we even had uh, Nighthawk help us make the uh, the triple threat here. So, <laughs> oh yeah, there you go, folks. Oh, there it is, folks. Thank you. Uh, wow, I just I can't get the fucking giant Gonzalez suit out of my head now. I have to find that suit and like wear it for Halloween now. I hope you have dreams about it. (laughs) That was my intention. (laughs) I love you, buddy. I really do. (laughs) But dude, if we could fucking somehow, or if we know somebody who knows how to like actually airbrush, oh dude, we gotta get you a we gotta get you a giant Gonzalez body man suit. (laughs) Pops is all about Nighthawk tonight. She, he says, Nighthawk rules. Hell yeah. <laughs> yes, he has good taste. And he is very uh, picky in his uh, selections. He's very wise. So you uh, yeah, you are more than past the prime of part of the crew now, Miss Nighthawk. Here it is. She can take over my spot now. I quit. Well. Nope. <laughs> yes, Pop, you could have nightmares about it because I would not look sexy in that suit. At all. <laughs> Sorry for anyone out there tonight who was planning on having sex. We just totally gave you the anti-Viagra right there. <laughs> the idea of giant Gonzalez. I'm, sorry. I'm not even talking about you, dude. Like, there it is, right? Talk about, hey, if you want to uh, help teens not have uh, unprotected sex, show them that picture. I'll turn them off. Oh, I have big pubes. <laughs> Why does he have wolf pubes? Why? Why? Uh, thank you. All right, now, uh, now, yeah, now all the fun I had. Now you know, now, now that I think of it. Oh, thank could, you. You're right. If you I could have been right. an asshole and I played, if I had played it your way, I would have given you Enzo. But I know it has no meaning towards it right now. But nope, I did issue the challenge last week. Thank you for the reminder, my good man. Yep, it's staying true every week. I'm going to keep saying this until it happens. Enzo Amore, I am really, honestly challenging you to a match. A real match. Yes, I want it. Anyway, shape or form, you got it. Two certified G's going to fight in the streets. Oh, no, I'm a certified fucking douche, but I don't care. I'm going to fuck this fuck up. <laughs> so, yeah, the challenge stands. It's going to happen one day, or, the, or he's just going to prove that he really is scared. So, Enzo, wait for you, pal. On that note, we are going to let you folks go. Thank you for joining. Please go like, share, subscribe to the YouTube page, to Amy Young Photography. Um, we will see you guys next Tuesday with a whole new list of whatever the fuck we're going to talk about. And on that note, we are out this bitch. Pasta la pasta. See ya.